passion, drive, and patience. The formula of winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything for you to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has it covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP it needs to be and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Again, ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. We're checking. Uh, oh, I'm hot. I'm hot. I'm hot. Brent, give it to me. How you doing? Hello. Hello. Brian's mad. Power pig. I'm Brian's burning. mad as hell. I'm All burning. right, Blitz. There you go. There we go. We are recording um, today's. Well, I'm right. You're wrong. We're all screwed. Uh, usually we do it Facebook and uh, on YouTube. Uh, but today I decided to do it on podcast only because I did. I, I was I, the thing I want to get into a little bit is when I watched this huge segment on sixty minutes this past Sunday, and I would get a huge copyright strike from any any visual forum that I would put this on. So, like, like why not uh, make it a special treat to our podcasting world? Hell yeah. And we need to, you know, and we don't really give our podcasting world enough exclusive content because there's only so many shows I can do a day. Literally, Brent, if, if I if I really was working at maximum potential, I would do like, OK, the first show, um, six to ten, you know, terrestrial Twitch live. Right. Yeah. Then I would go and do an after show, an uncensored after show uh, on Facebook and YouTube, which we do that four days. I do that four days out of the week. <clears throat> okay. So I do two shows basically four days a week. No, I'm sorry. Currently, currently the lineup is I do two show. I do a morning, a six to 10 show, which was heard, which is heard on uh, terrestrial radio and seen live on Twitch. And of course, you know, tune in Bubba Army app, uh, BubbaArmyRadio.com. Uh, that's Monday through Friday. Then on Mondays, I do a I do that same you know very regiment the terrestrial show till the terrestrial Twitch show till ten and then I do a, a po- the after show is a, is podcast exclusive so really podcast the podcasting world only gets like you know four five six exclusive things a month. And then, uh, and then on a no- Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, I do as soon as the uh, terrestrial Twitch show is done, uh, I do you know an hour or an hour and a half exclusively on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, but within that world, there's like, and, and and it's a it's a visual world, and it's uncensored, and people like it, and you can see us. I think people like I think people like to see things more than they like to hear them. That's so, been that, that it hasn't that been yeah. pretty much, you know, the template of 
of content or radio or media personalities are real radio guys that think that they can make it just in real radio, audio only. There's, I mean, now there are, there are the Ben Shapiro's or there's, there, you know, there are the, you know, the former Rush, Rush Limbaugh's, there's the uh, Sean Hannity's, there's the Glenn. There are people that can make it just in regular radio. Yes, and, and those all those guys that you mentioned, though, are talking to people that are our favorite people in the entire world, truckers that are out there on the road. They've got to have some audio. But posts. if I just if, 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 if you think about it, though, the three people that I just mentioned also now have established a very huge visual world. Well, look at Glenn Beck with the clip. The right, right. So I'm just saying, like, you almost have to be both. Yeah, you do. You do. You really do. But these, some, a lot of these local guys, they don't. They don't have, right? Yeah. How many of them have a YouTube presence? How many have, none of them have any numbers of any significance. Yeah, that's the thing about the internet. It really um, showed you real numbers of of your audience. Uh, and then on, uh, and so, uh, anyway, today, I want to, because I was going to play a lot of video, and I'm gonna, I would get copyright. Usually I'm right, you're wrong, we're screwed uh, is live on Facebook and YouTube. We usually do that, and it probably more often than not will always end up there. But in this particular, I'm right, you're wrong, we're screwed. I- I'm going to put it on podcast exclusive one to throw podcasting a holiday bone because, by the way, they lo- these people love you too. I know, Brian. <laughs> and and two, if they loved you, if people love you, love the I'm right. You guys understand? I'm right. You're wrong. We're screwed. It's it. It does pretty well in our in our little YouTube world. Like it's a strong franchise. That's, it's a, it's as str- almost as strong as like my drive through reviews. I love the drive through reviews. That's awesome. That's that's great. So you know you know and you and, and you know we're turning the corner too now when we have some established some actual YouTube franchises. There's some things in our YouTube world. You know our YouTube world at the Bubba Army. Almost everything that we do. We've all now been able to finally pare it all down to everything. Before we had BTLS.com and BubbaRaw.com and, right, you know, the Bubba the, Bubba the Love Sponge Show.com and the BubbaArmy.com. And, you know, we had all that kind of nonsense. Right. BTLS.com. Have you spoken to anybody that's found you exclusively through YouTube? Like, didn't know you yes. existed before that? Yes. It's, uh, that's what we're starting to get, Brian, is like it's cr- cross-pollinization. I get, you know, when we put video, I started doing videos kind of fairly aggressively on Facebook, right? Mm -hmm. I've probably gotten, I don't know, a few thousand people that have gotten a hold of me and said, hey, listen, I didn't even know where to find you until you started putting up stuff on on Facebook. And I, I clicked on a link and now I listen to your show every day. I, I figured out how to do it. Or I or I'm a da- or I'm a daily downloader. Or I go to your YouTube channel now because I know that you guys put a bunch of content up there. So again, consuming our content and us being monetized for it doesn't necessarily have to come from a radio, a terrestrial radio contract. Back in the day, that's the only way you had a, an ability to make money in radio was one of a couple different ways. One. Your contract that that particular company is paying you, or two, some paid endorsements or spokesperson type stuff, or three, turn your celebrity into like a restaurant uh, or a nightclub or a limo company. Oh, all of which I've done. 
<laughs> right though, like that was the only. If you're in regular radio, Brent, you would yeah. be lucky to be even able to get the first one, which is just a decent contract. <laughs> yeah, you're, let you're, alone you're doing cartwheels if you got that. Right. Let mm-hmm. a, let alone you know restaurants and nightclubs and being able to talk about whatever you want and you know merchandise. Ninety nine percent of radio. Tell me any person, other. Radio, not many. Tell me any other radio. Tell me of any other radio personalities that have a brand. A logo, and they sell. They sell. They have a whole merchandising wing within their logo. Yeah, there's, See, that, there's not you, many. You know, that would almost be Brent if I was to tell, ask these regular radio programmers. You know, that's a trivia question. Tell me, and they think that you know that I'm blackballed, or you know that the Woody Show out of L.A. That's the new generation of men talk of you know of men skewing talk. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know this Woody Show that you speak this of. Woody. This the, you know like men t- guy programming used to be Howard Stern, Bubba the Love Sponge, you know Man Cow yep. stuff like that. Now it's the Woody Show from L.A. and it's just like three dudes and one frumpy looking. Stupid! Here, I need to. Pop have up. you have you listened to this show? Oh yeah. Oh, well, you know what? Why listen? This since this is the podcast, <laughs> you know, we can run way, way much. You know, way much looser over here. You know that, don't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like we don't have any copyright. You know, nothing to get fucked with, or nothing like that. So we should we should just go ahead and listen to the Woody and you know like oh my pull, pull it up. Okay, here we go. The Woody Show. Wait till you see these. Do you know fucker. what station these uh, these fucks are on? Yeah, you want to fuck? Yeah, buddy. K, uh, KRQ. KROQ. Yes, the world famous KROQ. The, yes. Oh my god. And they. Oh, this were, is Kevin and Bean used to be on this. Stage. Th- this these jobbers were fucking fished out of uh, St. Louis <laughs> oh and from this is like this is uh, iHeart's this is iHeart's edgy male skewing show. Yes. I thought KROQ was Odyssey now. Right? Uh, what I don't know who the fuck. I think they are. I think no, I, you might want to check. Nope, it's iHeart. Really? Yeah, bitch. Bubba's right again. Bubba's right. Yeah. Yeah. This is, uh, and then this is, and this is also because I know Brad Harden. This is also a a, a male skewing radio station shove down. So like this is there. When this they... says CBS Radio, so that's that's Odyssey. No, hold on. I thought this was no. Nope, it's world famous KROQ is Odyssey. Okay, whatever. Well, anyway, this is the because they all they Odyssey, the old CBS, and and they you know they they own state a state a major station in every city in America, for the most part. Not in Tampa, right? Yeah. Well, they no, they got bought out in Tampa by yeah. Be- by Beasley. By Beasley. Yep. But but you know, and, and, and Odyssey and, got these stations for basically nothing. Did you know that? Well, hold on. Just I'm just saying they're they're the I think the second largest uh, radio company in America. I yes. Think, yes, they yes. Are, yes. Yes. And so I don't yes. know. They probably have ninety to a hundred, you know, men skewing yep. rock stations. And this is the corporate, like, you know what? Uh, this will this will be your morning show. Yeah, they have all of Howard's old stations. Yeah, they have two hundred and thirty-five stations. Right. They are the number two largest radio company right. in the U.S. And so, I, and Brent, you know how I, you know, we, you and I have been in radio. We know how it goes where they come into. The, Corporate comes into the local level and tells the general manager to go get your rock program director. Your rock program director w- uh, walks in and he goes, "What do you mean? You know uh, the 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 zoo the uh, mor- the uh, morning 
after my local morning after show that he's got his two best friends and some dumb bitch doing. You know, playing this guy's, you know, playing this guy's program music for, you know, six, eight re- songs an hour. Blitz, uh, uh, oh, Blitz, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Brent, uh, Brent with uh, with like uh, three minute speed breaks, you know, just like that. You, you know, three, like your your morning show has, you know, four minute speed breaks to talk about, not long form radio at all. Uh, th- you know, that. That guy has now been told that he has to fire his local morning morning show and exclusively carry the Woody show in out the, of L.A. In, in, in and LA. you know what? The pro, so the program director goes, well, listen, um, uh, regional vice president of programming. You know, I, I don't really think I I don't think I'm I, you don't understand. You know, we got to. These guys have been here for two or three years, and you know they're. Not, I know they're not number one. Now they won't do that, Brent, to a, or or Brian to a guy that's number one. Like they wouldn't. They wouldn't come in and do the the Woody show shove down to a you know, a, but chances are the show's not number one. It's like because right. it's like eighth, ninth, you know, has touched on on sixth, has scratched six a few times, but it's it's that mid level thing at all. Right, that's it, which most of out of let's say a hundred men skewing shows, seventy five of them are in that category more more than we've established a a good team that's competitive it's just the format in itself is not conducive to having a good you know the more that 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 music format brand an alternative yep. it just does not do well for mornings yep. it's and it's not that's yes that's dying on the vine in radio itself as a terrestrial format oh yeah is dying. exactly so the that, so the guy the local pd brian who you know tells corporate johnny hey listen man we in our show uh hey johnny here's the deal um do you want to keep your job uh yes okay okay well then you're gonna you're gonna get rid of the morning show and as of next tuesday uh the woody show starts okay bud you got that okay well thank you Make sure you get oh give me get, get me the PR department press release really. Uh, listen, as of uh, next Tuesday, make sure that the current morning show is completely swiped from the website. Uh, and uh, here, uh, the Woody Show team graphics department will be giving you their graphics that they, they like, you, like to use. And make sure we have a big welcome for the Woody Show that starts next <laughs> Tuesday, please. Right, that's, that, I'm laughing because that's yeah. exactly how it goes. Exactly. Okay. And <laughs> it Willie calls up the. Uh, hey, this is it Willie. Hey, yeah. Listen, I just got a call from the uh, from the PD that said uh, as of next Tuesday, man. Uh, listen, uh, t- take take the old show off, and uh, here's the gra- oh, and I got the graphics coming down in a JPEG for you uh, for our new show that starts on Tuesday. Make sure that hits. Okay. The Woody show is actually on a. It is iHeart, but it's not on K Rock. It's because um, Klein and Allie are on K Rock. Because <laughs> somebody you know just went to work for them for like a week and quit. Who's <laughs> Seth? Yeah, went to work for who? Uh, Klein and Allie at oh, K Rock. Yes, but yes, I and those guys yeah, are they, horrible. They're actually on ninety-eight seven in L.A., which I don't know the the call signal. Right, well, that was that used to be Star when I was yeah. When I was there. It's, it was it's Star an alt, it's an alt yeah, rock station. The only thing I have. So I'm going to give the now this isn't even KYSR. The Woody, this isn't even yeah, the star. Hold on, this isn't even the Woody Show like terrestrial radio where it's even harder to be funny. This is their p- little podcast that they have. But I can tell if somebody's got the it factor or they're good in radio by hearing their podcast. 
Brent, can't you? I mean, like oh, I, I can day. tell you whether they have the it factor or not, whether they can tell a story, whether they can be compelling, but what just by their delivery uh, and and by what and by how they're talking, I, I can just tell. I can. I've been doing this thirty six years. I can, I can literally and. Three minutes determine as to whether I think these guys could potentially are potentially funny, uh, you know, and could and could garner a large audience. Jesus, how long a long pre-roll do I have to have? It's up to me. Ask your doctor about treating RMS. I've been over here just you know wading water. Oh, all right, here. So I had to watch the Grange. Okay. When a university built by oh, the people geez, gives Louise. students the education to achieve, Jesus, I'm not. Course. First of all, industry. you guys aren't getting any fucking downloads because Once you make people jump through 44, six fucking hoops to get to you. Oh, my God. This is ridiculous. I'd have to have a girl talking about sucking my dick on the other end of all this in order to stick through this, right? Yeah, this is I'd have to know on the other side would be like, hey, Bob, I'm going to fucking suck your dick. Nobody's sitting through this bullshit. They let you skip through the Pornhub ads faster than that. This is it. Everybody quiet. the graphic nature of this program. Listener discretion is advised. Good, very, again, a really iHeart slickly produced intro, which is great, right? When you got that at your disposal. Flounder. No, but I'm just saying, like, when you have iHeart, when you're iHeart's national male skewing thumbprint, you're going to have, you know, Eric Chase and everybody. You're going to. Flounder. Yeah, Mm -hmm. uh, Flounder. All the the slickest, coolest yep. intros, right? Not stupid shit like this. This is what the fuck I got. Oh, hold on. I thought I did. Dead air. Dog piss. My yeah. Here's <laughs> here's here's my slickly produced deal. Sunbelt Rental Studios. It's the Bob of the Love Spot Show. Well, I only feel like a piece of shit. <laughs> Now listen to how fucking badass this is. This is the Woody Show. Insensitivity training for a politically correct world. Class is now in session. Good morning, everybody. All right, hold on. Stop right there. Okay. Hey, good morning, everybody. Are you any more of a fucking Johnny puke boy than that? (laughs) Are you, I mean, Brent. Oh, uh, my God. Brian, I'm sorry. The topic is, I got plenty to talk to you about. It's all good. uh, But you know, you're very much a radio historian, and you're pretty, you you pretty much are slick on what's good radio and not good radio as well. And you know Johnny puke boy. Like, hey, good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning (laughs) to you, everybody. So, but I, I much, I much, I much equate the quality of me as a broadcaster and how to communicate and tell a story and throw it out to my boys and hold a show and, you know, and to be able just to create something that, you know, is entertaining. Okay. My level of, of how well I think I can do that and do do that. And then this motherfucker who, I don't even know what that's going to come out of his fucking hole next. But I'm just telling you, when you start out, hey, good morning, everybody. I have never heard any motherfucker that started out like that that it, it was good, that was worth a shit. Never. 
It's just Johnny fucking cheese dick. <laughs> Good morning, Vietnam. Yeah. No, well, now that's from the that's from no, the that's from the great fucking. That was an that was a theatrical thing, and and he was having to be over the fucking top. Don't that's a great Robin Williams. The motherfucker hung himself. Come on, kid. Tears of a clown. Be nice. I know, but there's got to be a, there's there's kind of like man law. I mean, he's got good production value I know, but on, buddy, this, on this show. I, what? I can't talk about Robin Williams. Well, I mean, oh, what? We, we, I mean, we, we got go, soft. We got we, this soft. Oh, no, I'm just it's saying. Too soon. I mean, <laughs> I'm just saying, right, Brent? Like, man, motherfucker was talented. He and was shit, he man. was great, man. All the greats die young. God, you mean and you really and motherfucker choked his shit right on out, man. Yep. How bad has life got to be when you just and I, you know. And it didn't even snap his neck. Like, you know, he sat there and fought. I mean, just think about it. It's terrible. And think how, this is, you know. Like, how, if I die, man, I, you know, I'm going to have, I'm, shoot me right in the fucking head. I don't want to fucking have to struggle. I don't want to have to fucking, you know, double think about it. Let me get my 50 caliber eagle, desert eagle, because I know that fucking thing's going to blow Oof. my melon square Oof. the fuck off. There ain't going to be no Ricochet Willie on this motherfucker. Ricochet. <laughs> so, the Ricker. Let me get like this... my gold-plated 50 fucking desert eagle that not only after I kill myself, it's going to break my wrist, too, <laughs> and fucking blow my brains out. Do you like the Like, singer? there's no fucking gray area that you're going to fucking get your, you no, you're you're not. You can't survive that. No way. Do it. Do it. Cigar of Boston. Go in your bathroom and shut the door and light a grill. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he just went to night night yeah, night. Go, that go was it. Night night in the bathtub. And, and, and you know, you fucking know how... cheese dick. I come in. <laughs> poor. Look at me. My poor. I'm hobbling in here as an old timer. This is all I got. This is all I can afford. How to? But our intro. Do intros make you good? Because I got this. <laughs> From the Sunbelt Rental Studios, it's the Bubba the Love Sponge Show. Does that automatically, I mean, does that fucking matter? No, that's no. just my uniform. That's it. Bitch, this doesn't show you my ability. I feel like Woody comes in here with this brand new fucking badass Iron Man suit. You know, because we're going to war on who's more talented, right? He's his intro. You guys all heard it, right? It was. It's, the, it it's was well you know produced. The, you yeah, know the, I mean, that's like literally like it's the, a little too much. You know, the only team in college football that doesn't wear multiple uniform combinations. Penn State. No, it's Alabama. And guess who wins the most national championships? Yeah, because exactly. they don't give a fuck what uniform they're wearing. They wear either maroon jerseys or white jerseys, and that's yeah. it. We're Alabama. We don't give a <laughs> fuck about having a. Yeah, but I'll, I'll, can I tell you where Alabama's a bunch of stupid fucking rednecks? They're all the colleges that do different uniform combinations. They sell Money. way more fucking. Money. Uh, they have like a like a limited edition, you know. Uh, oh, I know. I mean, Jersey. The Seminoles and, do all black for unconquered. Yeah, and so, but they're all specialty jerseys when yep. it comes to selling merchandise. Yep. I mean, you can only buy. Alabama only gives you one op, two options: the home <laughs> or, away. or the away. Maroon or white. That's they, it. They don't give you, you know the the special fucking two thousand and I mean, twenty four Sugar Bowl Willie with the fucking black stripes. They don't even now have, they have fucking nope. stupid hillbillies. They don't even have maroon pants or That's nothing. How, hey, that shows you how fucking stupid they are. A bunch yep. of fucking stupid hillbillies. They're just like we're gonna line Man, up. Oregon, meanwhile, they I mean they, they got a they, brand a new you know, try to game. be a brand though. The Cowboys don't do anything funny. The Yan- the Yankees. Well, don't the Cowboys do anything the Cowboys funny. wear all kinds of special uniforms now. Yeah. Now, but, well, no, but forever ev- they oh, were no, just. No, hold on, I know though, but but I'm talking about college now because the NFL 
there it's like almost it's a almost a league mandate that you have to offer a throwback yeah, series. Yeah, mo- multiple uniforms. Yeah, now, right. now, but up until, you know, the last 10 years it wasn't that case and the Yankees they don't play around. And see, know. I loved when the Packers were just either the green jerseys or the white jerseys, same pants, same helmets. But that was with that with everybody. Yeah, well, we've gotten so fucking crazy. Anyway, we've gotten we've 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 gotten way distracted. Oh, one thing about Robin Williams though, you want to hear what a bullshit snowflake world we live in? Iron Maiden, their bass player, who's the least Steve Harris, the leader of the band, wrote a song called "Tears of a Clown." It's on their it's on their Book of Souls album. Great fucking song. It is a tribute to Robin Williams. The snowflakes melted down so bad that they stopped playing it in concert and they stopped selling the Tears of the Clown t-shirt. Well, that's, I mean, that's part like, of that. Because they were disrespectful. On, part of that's on Iron Maiden for giving in. They shouldn't have. No. They shouldn't have. They should have said, you know you what, know, fuck you, because they're not going to lose one fan. No, that's the thing is you got to know your audience and you got to know when it when is the time to pull up as a business and when is the time to put the fucking foot on the throttle, you and, know? And Dave Chappelle, he's like that. He knew his audience. Fuck you if you don't like my comedy. You're not, you're not into comedy if you don't laugh at my jokes. Right. Yeah. And 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 the stories that he tells, and you know, it, it, and a point it, about radio, Baba. I worked with this consultant one time, and we were coaching this big time actor on how to do radio, and we were having a meeting, and I said, "Well, Bubba does this," and she turned to me, this big time consultant. She turned to me and she goes, "Bubba, the love sponge is being funny, so he doesn't have to follow any of my rules." Oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what she said to me. She's like, like she, she's like, he's being funny. So he doesn't have to follow any of the rules that I'm laying out. So, so she was like putting me over. She, oh, big time. She was like, all everything I'm saying. If you're being funny like Bubba, then you don't have to follow these rules. <laughs> <laughs> all right, like, hold on now. All right, we know. <laughs> listen, things. I'm so fucking talented. So anyway, let's just let's give this guy a break. And let's play a little bit more now, okay, right? I mean, Brian, we yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was but okay. Just, so the first five just, seconds yeah. were, were, were and we rough. just we really fucking. I mean, we really just jobbed him out, but he jobbed himself out. Yeah, and we by, got by into, being peaker, and really. then you know, and then we always get fucking distracted. That's what makes you know us uh, this little three combination. We and you know what? We might even talk some politics today here momentarily. This is the setup before the setup for the original fucking setup. Uh, by the way, the show is called I'm Right, You're Wrong, We're All Screwed uh, with ba- Brian the Babyface Matroni, Brent Hatley, and myself, Bubba the Motherfucking Love Sponge, who's been blackballed from radio, and I'm regulated on down to this shitty podcast. <laughs> wow. Joke's on me, right, guys? It, it was really white balls that kept you from right, hold on. being on this the is, air. We got to just shut up. What? It was what? White balls that kept you from keep, keeping your career. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been white-balled. Thank you. <laughs> I've been corporately white. This guy in corporate America radio with big white balls said, nobody hire Bubba the Love Sponge. He's a problem. He's lati- just, there's a, he's just the, he's the worst. He's the fucking devil, and you're going to have problems. It wasn't and, any black guys that said that. Uh, yeah, well, you know, you're going to have problems. <laughs> black so, guys are cool. <laughs> they are. They roll with it. This, they, they deal with I, mo- way I, more important shit I, than this. Yeah. I, cool as fuck as I used to be. Uh, am no longer that guy. Here is what officially this guy, that the guy, the big, the male, the Howard Stern, the Bubba the Love Sponge. The, I don't take shit from anybody. I'm a real man. Let me stick up for the motherfuckers driving uh, pickup trucks and semis and fucking really get her done, hardworking men. You know that guy has oh, been yeah. is now officially. This guy. This is the guy that's been. This is that new guy. Ready? Here we go. Woody. 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 Today is.
is Wednesday, December the 21st, 2022. We are The Woody Show. Uh, Morty, that's Ravy. Hello there. Greg is here. Good morning. Menace. What up? Bass, Sammy. Hey. Bort and Caroline. Morgan is here. We got 32 people on this show? And and laundry listing everybody yeah, is just- bad well, on a po- it's just, yeah. it's, you know, it's just nothing organic about it. It's just a big fucking Barnum and Bailey production. Yep, and la- it's, laundry it's, listing is always not good. And it's it's just, and you know what? You can laundry list and be have pregnant pauses and throw other commentary and make laundry. If you have to laundry list, yep. you can be funny about laundry listing. Yep. You just don't fucking do a straight Roll read down. Call. You just don't do a straight read down fucking laundry list. That's right. ro- fucking slash rookie number, mistake number, I don't know what, 10 so <laughs> yeah. far. That's like day one you, stuff. This is fucking, <laughs> this is honest to God in its rawest form of true radio. This is a hack. Yeah, at best. I mean, you know, if you if you talk about the great the great ones, the Bubba the Love Sponge, the fucking Phil Hendrys, the Neil Rogers, the Howard Stearns, the Bob Lassiters, the Jay Marvins, yep. Art the, Bell, the Art Bell, the Lionels, you know, the you know the the uh, Tom uh, God, who was the guy from uh, Tom Tom Likas? Oh yeah, you know, Likas. fucking just really talented talk show host, radio, you know, guy, you know, Grease Man. You got man. You got to throw. You know. You got to throw Opie and Anthony in there. You got to. You got to throw Man Cow in there. Yeah, Rush Limbaugh. Rush definitely. Limbaugh. Glenn absolutely. J- what, Jim Rome. Yeah, Jim Rome. You know, for the sure. fucking true Mavericks. The fucking Mavericks of radio. The fucking the the people that were pioneers and were actually t- talented and and didn't worry about the the video aspect of, of of it all. Just gave you true grit fucking radio. Oh yeah. True grit fucking radio. Those people I just mentioned are now this. This is what the fuck this is because this is syndicated by iHeart, Audacity, and nearly, I don't know how many markets they got, but I think they're almost at 50 markets. 50 markets. And they're all large markets. But they're not like, you know, Ocala. Yeah. Lake City, Macon, <laughs> Sebring. No, I mean, what is like LA, you know, New York, Atlanta, Indianapolis, uh, you know, Detroit, Nashville, um, Atlanta, Miami, maybe even just oh, like that. Oh my it, God. This is like, so somebody can see if you, one of you two can find me their affiliates. We're down to the, we're down to seeds and stems. Does anybody have, uh, did you, anybody find out how many affiliates these guys got? I'm looking it All up right, here. Here, here. This, this, this is this is that show. Listen, coming up on the show today. What are some odd turn-ons? Okay, yeah. just right. this kind of like, ah, oh, it shouldn't be hot, but it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, some normal by the numbers. America's favorite Christmas movies and Seabass's review of Christmas shoes. All right, so they have. They're so fucking. They're so regimented. And not true mavericks in speaking their mind that they have to give you a three-part pre-sale as to what's coming up on the show. Now, I'm going to fucking tell you right now, being one of those really, really, really talented people that I mentioned in Let's just call that Group A. I think I established that a few minutes ago. They right? have a seven-year contract uh, that runs through 2028. Yeah. Now, hold on. 
Blitz. I mean, uh, fucking babyface. But Brent, oh that group. God. Let's call Group A the group that I that I mentioned earlier. The Neil oh, Rogers, yeah, the big the, timers. Yeah, like the the, the 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 fucking Mavericks of radio. Remember that when the, I okay. the originals. Those people, and I'm in that group. Oh yeah, for sure. All right, right. None of those guys. None of those guys outside of Jim Rome, because it was a structured interview. Uh, you know, kind of he 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 had to do a little bit of this, but none of them opened up their show. What the three or four different fucking Zoinkyville topics they were going to get into? Nope. So they nope. Got- Los you Angeles. know what? Hey, it's, uh, it's the Howard Stern Show. Hey, now. How you doing? Robin, what's going on? Nothing. Fucking Fred, how you doing? Well, you, you know listen, I mean? It's you like listen I, to Howard in the morning back in the day when he first opened the mic at 6 a.m. because you knew he would be in a bad mood, and he did not open the show like that. Right. He was pissed. So, I mean, <laughs> or now you have Group B that has to say, hey, here's what we got coming up. This, this, and this. Hey, all again. Highly consulted and highly consulted. Yep. They have this consultant that says, okay, we we first do the fucking Uh, uh, high high polished fucking intro. uh, And then we're going to do the laundry list of who's here. And then we're going to do the big fucking three person presale as to what we got going up. Okay. That's how it goes. And they have it written down on a fucking piece of paper and they got to look at it. Am I not right? Yep. Here it is. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> ah, Zwigsville. Uh, speaking of Christmas classics, what's well, around of what's in the box? Oh, good. Oh, no, no. Now, now let's go to our game. Let's go to our game. Sporkle. Let's go to our game. Okay, so right out of the box, let's go into our fucking game. Some stupid fucking game. God. What's in the box? Some stupid fucking game. I'll tell you what's in the box. It's a pile of shit when it represents your fucking show. That's what's in the... And it's elephant shit. I'm trying to think of the whatever species make creates the most shit. Well, who shits the most? Probably an elephant. Probably an elephant. Yeah, a Elephants big fucking and lo- love sponges. Big elephant <laughs> shit. And a higher education menace got high, learned Klingon, and is going to try to explain to us how Klingon works. All right. And around a higher education, plus there's a Woody Show hot seat today. Oh, this no. is skewing. Oh, the Woody Show hot. Wait, this is seat. men. This is men skewing. Yep. Men want to hear people speak yeah. Klingon that's, and teach them how to speak on. Klingon. That's what they think, Brian. That's what they think. So they got thirty markets. They've got L.A., mm-hmm. Philly, mm-hmm. Phoenix, Huge. Portland, Oregon, Huge. Las Vegas, Huge. Austin, Huge. Kansas City, Huge. Raleigh, Indy. New Orleans, Huge. Honolulu, and Petersboro, Ontario. I can't even tell you, Brent, of a yeah. like. There's not even a jobber market there's in not. there. Those are all pretty. Like, I those to, are pretty good to great. You know, I wanted to hear like you know a fucking jobber market, like you know Terre Haute, Indiana, and there was. They've got a few of those, but they, not a lot. Their top twelve I mean, markets yeah. are bigger markets. This yeah. is again. This is the. This, this is, is what radio. They, is this is what well, current. Heard, this is what the current radio. This is their offering of the, the the new Howard Stern, Bubba the Love Sponge, Phil Hendry. Uh, this is the hybrid. It's safety scissors. It, it has the appearance and the, the trappings but of something that could understand. be cutting edge, but it's it's dull and it's 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 harmless, and that's why it's safe for iHeart to syndicate. So, this is this is to what Howard Stern and Bubba the Love Sponge were in terrestrial radio, right? And except what, this is what Nickelback is to heavy metal. But, yeah. but, but hold on. But, <laughs> right. ex- but yeah. except this too, though. 
they have cut a one-shot deal with these guys where they only have to give them like, you know, twenty five or 30000 in extra market. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If. Uh, yeah, but they, they get a little, you know, every market they get like a little bit, you know, like a like about half as much of what a regular. So like a regular morning show costs about $125,000 by the time you throw the two hosts and, and you know, one girl and maybe, Brent, you got a buck fifty in it, local, yeah, it, it, lo- yeah. lo- locally, right? Yep. So, you know, if you can have this syndicated show that's owned by your parent company uh, that's been forced down my throat, well, the one good thing is, I you know, I'm saving, it, and it's, it only costs me, it's a $35,000 yeah. affili- affiliate fee. If, it's so, probably twenty, and, 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 and they're and, splitting that eight ways, it sounds like, right, with I mean, all the so fucking I'm, clowns they have on their show. So, But what I'm saying yeah. is, like, it's extremely inexpensive for these radio stations to take on a syndicated show, you know, morning show shutdown. Uh, you know, I know they hated it first because their guys are gone, but they save a ton of money. But this is that guy. This is that fucking guy right here. And we're being on like Brent. Brent's like we're we're playing the guy's show. Yeah. Are we not? We're not we editing are. it or nothing. Nope. We're just playing this fucking show. God, that's awful. If it was good, I'd say oh. it's good, right? Which uh, I kind of had myself on the hot seat. Oh. I was thinking about like, all right, well, what else can I do with my life? I saw you tweet yeah, about it. That, right? What? Are you back to that Cryptic. weekend depression stuff? No, it's not weekend depression stuff. It's just oh. kind of like, um, it's just like an evaluate. I see all these see, different- again. They haven't you know, said anything yet. So, they so, have okay, said nothing. Hold on. So the so the male host is in a bad mood and depressed, right? So that that's what we're getting into. Why are you bothering like, the audience with your problem? Like me and Howard would open the mic and be like, "Man, I gotta tell you, I had a hard time getting in here today. My life, my life is screwed." I'm really, really in a bad place right now. We would be completely honest with our audience. Yeah. And then and tell you what's going on in our life. And Howard would be like, the New York Post printed an article that I bought a stripper a car. I want to see some proof that I bought a stripper a car. So like, not, not, <laughs> not this guy. This guy's depressed and sad. And it's different people and they're doing different things. Or you hear stories about uh-huh. people who can just completely change uh, direction and they're, you yeah. know. And, you know, and I, I can't really explain it. I know my wife has been driving me nuts lately, uh, and so I think that so again completely. Platitudes. So you know, me and Howard would have been like, "Yeah, you know, my my wife, she's not giving me near them as money as much ass. The ass is it, really." And if you got into a fight, you used to get on the air and say, "This is what we got into a fight about." Yeah, I'd be like, "Man, Rebecca got a little lippy. I throttled her up a little bit. It's fucking mean, crazy." Like, like, like you would get into the specifics of it. These, guys, these are broad, sweeping generalities. Has a lot to do with it. Okay. She's driving me nuts on the, well, you can do this job from anywhere and blah, blah, blah. But I'm restricted by my company. Mm-hmm. And so it's making me mad at the company. And then I get thinking about the company and about how we're afterthoughts at our own company. Maybe be okay. mad at your wife instead. So it, it sends me into this, this kind of like you mind. You spiraling. Sure. Oh, it sends wow. me into this. And can I tell you something? I'm spiraling. Fucking listening to this. Yeah, he was, we're afterthoughts at our own company. They got how many markets? 30 <laughs> markets. 30 markets. Seven-year contract that he signed. You're and far, he's an you're far from, Yeah, that's, see, yeah. see, now it's you're not, not even being believable. You're it's, not even it, being It real. lacks credibility and, right. and, and authenticity. It, right. And it sounds that way. It sounds yeah, it like sounds it, contrived it almost sounds Mary. Fake. It almost sounds Mary Tri- Tyler Moore, does it not? It does. Like, they'll get into depression around the holidays now and blah, right. blah, blah, reevaluating I, your life. I call that, I call that Mary, Mary, what is it called? Uh, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah. I, it's just the the typical 
what life is going to throw you, but fucking shucks, holy golly me deal. If you listen to us on terrestrial radio, back, the guy we were on, 90, said, back on 98 Rock, we were pissed. I know, but the guy should have <laughs> said, you know what, man, I'm in seven markets. I'm going to do fucking $2.4 million. We don't really know how fucking fortunate we got it right now. Times are tough. Mm-hmm. And, and radio's fucking dying. We, and, uh, and I got 46 fucking markets. In a seven-year deal. Locked and, in for seven years. So, not, just Johnny woes me. Fucking throw your wife under the fucking table, you puss boy. Espe- Be a fucking man. Be a goddamn man and said, I'm getting fucking paid. And especially you're saying this and you're complaining about this when you've got this deal and probably... Well over 50% of your audience is hurting in some way right. or another with inflation. And right you're going to woes me? Shut the fuck up, bitch. Mind spiral. Yeah. Uh, you know, where it's like, you know, all right, well, you know, the company doesn't, which, by the way, is true. You would think yeah. uh, we've built this show to a point and people like, because I used to do this too. When, um, and Ravy remembers, because God, she's been with me uh, mm-hmm. or we've been. Fr- and by the way, this is December God. 20th. This was yesterday's show. This was yesterday's show. So this isn't some show I just picked out to make them look like a fucking idiot. No, I went to the website, and this is the first show that's offered. This is, uh, you're only as good as your last game. Yeah, so, so this truly is, shows you how fucking shitty they are, because I'm not even trying to go to the shittiest, like somebody's put together the shittiest part of this guy's fucking life. Uh-uh. I'm going to what their website offers as the first available show to listen, and it's about as fucking shitty as it can get. Is it not? It really It's is. a bunch of shit. Well, it's been and absolutely guy, nothing yet except fake woe is me bullshit. Right, exactly. And that's what today's radio is. Stand by. Friends since the very beginning yeah. of my radio career. And we would sit around and we would say have the same conversations like, oh, my God. We are working in Charleroi, Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. At this little tiny station that had shag <laughs> carpeting on the walls. Oh, yeah. And that Where was you their, could hear the train. And that was their soundproofing, which did nothing to keep the sound of the freight train. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, now to Johnny Shucksville back in the day story, right? You know, let's go to a Johnny Shucksville back in the day, you know, fucking what, what bullshit story, right? Out of the studio when you're on the air given the weather. Yeah, me and Howard would have been like, yeah, we we're our first fucking station, man, where we had a, our general manager would take some hookers downstairs and we have to be lookout, <laughs> right? Not some shag carpeting on the wall fucking story, right? Even if it's a lie. God. Fucking idiots. We're base. Oh you know, and we're lie. You got to lie sometimes. You got to embellish. We're not sworn. We're not, you know, we're not in testimonies right now. We don't got to tell the truth. You got to fool them. No, this is entertainment, my friend. You lie. <laughs> just, just say shit that's funny. Yeah, this is inter- this is. Yeah, this is- you know how many times in my life, my wife or my significant other, I come home and she's like, "Oh, so uh, you know, you fucked a a black chicken Chattanooga?" No, I, I didn't. I never <laughs> fucked a black chicken Chattanooga, but I was just in the moment, and some chick from Chattanooga called in, and I was like, "My God, you know." <laughs> <laughs> fuck yeah. You know, like you know, like it's just spur of the moment radio. Like Brian, I often look at your wife and I, I don't know her, but I see her and she looks a little uptight and like I don't know if she could live the life of, of being with a bubble the love sponge and has to lie about stuff to make it sound good. 
know if you're, you know what I'm saying? She's not super uptight. Brent, how many times have I just flat out lied? Just, I just fucking lied <laughs> about shit. Real important shit. I just lied about it. Just for fun? Just for no, shits just and giggles? To, that shits and giggles, but more importantly, just because I, I was, I don't know. I you got to make the show good. Yeah. Well, just, being, that's one thing on the air. But if you're lying to her off the air. No, no. Here's the deal is that I care. I am, I'm more in love with the air than I am them. <laughs> And so I'm, that, I, I believe that. That so, is true. That's a hundred percent. Nobody's nobody in radio. Hey, this ever, show's never totaled your on. car. But see, think about this, Brent. This might. I know this is this is just some shitty podcast that we're doing right now. But think about this. Maybe I have cri- I've broke the 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 fucking cro- the code. What what's that famous Cra- code? The Da Vinci Code. Yeah, maybe I've broke the Da Vinci Code <laughs> of radio. You ready? Yeah. And the fact that all major major radio personalities always have. Some kind of fucked up shit that's happening in their life, like you know, a divorce or well, you they're, know, they're, they're generally just, narcissists, right? I'm just saying, like, 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 really high, degrees, high, yeah. high, yeah. strung radio personalities are always up into some shit. They just don't, they're just, they just don't do their show, and they didn't. They live a real quiet life. They got some drama going on in their life. Greatness doesn't come from stable minds. I got a, right. I got a ranch in Arizona. Yeah, probably. yeah. So they're all the good ones, but here's the deal. It all comes down to this. If I could be the therapist of all of those guys, and there's not a lot of them, but I am one of them. It's the the (laughs) fact that we love the air more than we love her. You love yourselves, too. Have you been around my wife? I'm just saying. I should. We love the air more than we love you. I don't want to say you. But yeah, you might as well say you because it, I mean everything takes a backseat to the love of being on the air. Narcissistic motherfuckers. Yeah. I don't even really, honest to God, I wish I could quit tomorrow. I really do. Not having to pump out new fucking content, and I could just live on the money that my show can like make each month. Like you know what I'm amazing. saying? I never have to go back on the fucking radio you again. You do love you do love being on the radio, but I will say this: when you're out at the track or you're wrenching on a car, is when you're the most happy. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like when you're like being a true like a running the running the the plow and grating the track and wrenching on a car. That's and, when I'm the that's happiest. You, you are. That's what you love the most. I think he's. I think he. He's happiest because that's a diversion from this. But I think deep down he he needs this. Yeah. Let's, okay. Whatever. Let's continue to talk about how shitty this guy is. Okay. <laughs> stop get stop getting. And we're my, like, oh my god. Stop can you imagine? Into, like, stop getting into my shit, bitch. <laughs> you brought it up. I'm just saying this guy's a fucking. This is just this, this. This makes me so fucking depressed to listen to this guy. Oh, I know. Because here's the deal, oh, Brent. Here's what makes you depressed. If any a radio station that was going against this guy would just have the balls and put on my regular show, oh my God. I would destroy this guy. I would destroy this guy. And I wouldn't even have to destroy him in like the 90s type radio waves where I talk about him and fuck with him. No, just I'd do just, your show. No, no, i just do my show. I, You know what? I wouldn't even fucking put him over. I'd be like, who? who? What? Let's fuck that dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like I would be com- like I don't give a fuck. That's completely 
opposite of Brent the way we were brought up and that it was to be engage, right? Yes, when engage we went your into, audience. When, when, no, but when, when, when we went into markets, new yep. new markets, they told us to engage the engage the, the number one guy. The number one guy. Fuck with him. Make songs about him. Ruin his life. <laughs> That's what they would fucking say. And we would. We would go in there and just f- fucking Agent Orange and, and they were told not to fight back. Like, oh, you know what? Listen. Yeah, Coca-Cola Bubba, never puts Pepsi Bob, in their ass. Bob of the Love Sponge, man. He's coming to town on Monday, and you know he's going to try to call the station, and he's going to try to put you on the air. Just fuck it. Don't dude, mention him. Do he's gonna, he's gonna have a bunch. Of, he's gonna have his listeners call you, tell you how much you suck. Don't answer the phone lines. You know, if if, if a phone call happens to get through, and mention Bubba the Love Sponge, hang up on immediately. That never ever acknowledge him. You hear me? He's coming to town. He's fucking gonna be here on Monday. And he's in the age, and when he rolls in, man, he just agent oranges the whole fucking place. It's, remember that's the way we used to do God. it, the, my, right? My favorite battle was with Lex and Terry, though. It, uh, that was my. Hey, favorite. Bubba, you're going to Jacksonville, yeah? There's this legendary <laughs> team that's been together 20 years. The name's Lex and Terry. They're like the fucking best ever. Okay, well, give me some tape on them. I listen to them. Hey, I, I, listen, I listened to that tape. These guys are fucking horrible. Okay, well, listen, you know, I, here's what I want to do. I want to call them up and fuck with them. Oh my God! And I want to send people over to their studio with donuts, and I want to go do my show live and fuck with them. Is that okay with you? Oh, yeah, of course. That's okay with us. You'll back me corporately? Yeah, sure. Will you get me my own studios and my own bus and all that kind of stuff so I can go up there to fuck with them? Yeah, we'll do it all for you, Bubba. Okay. That was that was the but, most fun. But, Bubba will be live next Friday in Jacksonville. That's right. Bubba will be live. That's right. Doing the show. Heard across uh, nine, ten different radio stations. Bubba will be live from his Jacksonville affiliate. Right? Yeah. And then we'd have Gene Lasker and a couple guys go with us, a couple fucking <laughs> knuckle dragon fucking slobbering motherfuckers who didn't care. And they would go with us, spend the night. Just, we'd give them a hotel room and a couple hundred bucks. And then they would, the next morning, when we were live on the air, call us live on the air outside of the Lex and Terry Studios. <laughs> Lasker got in the building ba- one time. Ba- ba- banging love, love on you, Sarah. Banging on, banging on the fucking you know, windows and throwing fucking pies at the deals. And, and then Lasker gets in. Into the studio and gets on the microphone and goes, How about that? Bubba's number one. Bubba's coming to take your spot. How about that? What you gonna do about that? Nothing. He gets he gets actually in the studio. That was great. That was one of the greatest bits ever. You would you would be arrested. Oh, today today we would have been fired if we did that today. We would you'd be we'd have been fired before we got off the air. Not only us, but our guys get arrested. Our guys got arrested. We'd be fired. But, but when we did it, man, last year just walked out scot-free. No big deal. It's just a radio war. Fucking chill out. We have a bunch of ambulance chasing motherfuckers. Whoa, whoa. Take it easy. Oh, sorry. Sorry. sorry, Brian. sorry. I, wasn't, I wasn't even trying to be funny. I was him. Hold on. We got we to hear about somebody who got a job in, you can name any city, uh, right. Dallas. And we're like, oh, my God, can you imagine wow, if you worked Dallas. in Dallas, you wouldn't have to deal with X, Y, Z, things would be different or whatever. Uh-huh. Right. But I'd imagine when you get to be, you know, like a big show, like the whatever the morning show was at the time mm-hmm. on, on, you know, the, the big station in town and stuff. And you're like, oh, I bet you they'd never oh. have to deal with. Hold on. Now, no, hold on. What hold are on. they even talking oh, stop, about? Stop, 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 stop. You two are far more smarter than me. But I do know radio pretty well. I think... He's talking about the show he just replaced. <laughs> I, I think he's talking about the yeah. show how he, and how that guy's really bumming right now. 
No, he's talking about how when they were in a shitty market and, and, and a lower market, they always thought that once they made it to a big market, the shitty st- stuff that they dealt with in the smaller market would be better. But here's right? the deal. N- none of those problems of uh, feeling like you're being stepped on by management would happen. And now he's going to go into the woe is me on how nothing's changed. It doesn't matter if you're the big show or the little show. You you deal with the same problems. Welcome to radio, newbie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, hold, but, but here's the deal. You have to deal with that shit. I don't. I don't have to fucking deal with that shit. Oh. Because guess what? I, 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 you know, like, I'm independent. There, there's a, there is a value on that that is beyond <clears throat> oh. money. Hold on. Right. Whatever. They never even have to talk to management. Yeah. They like, run the yeah. show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then, so, you know, I ended up in, you know, the early stages of my career, especially, like, I... Ended up working in New York City, which is the number one. Which, by the way, now listen, ladies and gentlemen, I'm. I, you would think that. The I mean, honest market. to God, here's what's so scary, and the fact that this is literally the first show they offer. If you go to the Woody Show, this is the first, and it goes to listen. Yeah, you know, I want to listen to the Woody Show. This is what you hear, and this is what they're. This is what iHeart presents for you. This is what they want the consumers to do. That's how I did it. And I and I literally just hit play on the very first show offered. This is not, and but it literally sounds like I'm putting together the worst of the Woody tape. Oh my god! Like you're opening up and you're and you're talking about the the common guy and how you back in the day uh, used to think that uh, once you ma- made a certain threshold of radio that uh, major market guys like you. Uh, would be treated a little differently than when you were a smaller market guy, but you're, you know what? It's just still the same. Like, have you even now you're have making, you watched private parts? Now, now you're <laughs> make now you're making fun of, you're making fun of the industry, but you're really kind of making fun of the average dude. Yep. You're just you're kind of making fun of the average dude. Yep. You're, you know, you're saying, I, I, man, I, I don't know who. I'm just confused. That it, this it's is suggesting the next big ti- it's entitlement. Yeah. It's that entitlement attitude that, okay, well, now. Radio market in the country. Here we go. And uh, it's there I really learned and from then on has appreciated that it doesn't really, like, it's all the same. You know, like, right. whatever you're doing for a living, you're just going to be doing it in a different place, but all the stuff is the same, right? Yeah. The same problem. It's the same stuff. It's just on a, maybe a different level. Uh-huh, There's more at sure. stake or, the, you know. Stuff like that. So it is all the same. And that okay, okay, no on. shit, Sherlock. No, but, Thanks. Well, can I can I ask a stupid <laughs> can I ask a stupid question? What, what are we talking about? He like he's, he, been, he's, he's, he's been spiraling mentally and trying to work through all of this and his reevaluate his life. I, I guess it's just dawning on him just now that you've got to deal with program directors and general managers when you're in radio. It's not dawning on me. He's got nothing to talk about, and they are trying to like segue no, no, no. this into something. No, no. You know what? You know what? You know where I think he's going with it is that he has a vision for this show and. Corporately, somebody stepped in and made some type of rule or, you know, some kind of ruling or this bit goes or that bit goes. You can't do this. Or you can't do that. Whatever. Whatever. Something within his show. Hey, dude, that, don't that, do that again. That sucks. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> but his wings have been. His, I think, in my opinion, as a radio guy, it sounds like his his creative wings have been stepped on. If that if, if that makes sense, yes. And we, we uh, let's we see know, where he goes we, with it. it. Let's see, but let's see where he goes with it and see because I could be wrong. And we know his overlords too. So yes, exactly, <laughs> we do. So 
We'll just Brian. We'll see where he goes with it and see who's right. Okay. Where do you predict he's going with it? Uh, he, if he does go that way, here's if he the closes prob- it out, where's he go? Here's the problem with that. He's never had creative wings. He's, his entire career has been corporate radio. His Every market he's gone to has been with this fucking vanilla, uh, lame-ass... Uh, plastic p- banana. Plastic, <laughs> yeah, radio. And now what? He's pretending like, oh, but for that, I would be edgy and, and cooler? <laughs> no, you would still be the same fucking bullshit money, show what, you've been and, the whole and, time. And you know what I heart's telling him? Because it's probably like, con- you know. Hey, dude. Yeah, here's you don't what, get 30 here, markets by, you know, you're not what bitching I heart, about that. Here's, what's I, here's what I heart's saying. Hey, listen, fuckface, you'd be a nothing. You'd still be in St. Louis and be just a St. Louis guy had we not given the opportunity to come to L.A., do well, and then strategically syndicate you throughout America. You think you could do that on your own, buddy? You think you have the distribution tool to sell, you know, a 31 market cluster? And we you have, we have an app where we put your show. Yeah, so, like, you know, <laughs> shut the fuck up. We made you as much as, as you made us. Meanwhile, me and the Stearns and the Group A guys, remember remember that term? Yep. We did, the Group A guys, we rolled into management, and we truly fucking negotiated as if we did fucking make you. We, you know, like when I was with 98 Rock, oh, in, in my clear channel, I heart, you know, Jay, uh, it was like, listen, um, Bubba wants... Uh, this and then Bubba wants his own back entrance, and then when we have Bubba, when we have livestock, Bubba is to be provided his own Prevost bust with his own area roped off with twenty-four hour security and cater it. And Bubba is to be given the box to the Lightning game four times a year at his discretion. And Bubba is to have car service anywhere he goes on car on 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 station events. Like, you know, like a radio guy can be <laughs> cutting that fucking kind of deal fucking nowadays. Awesome. They're telling the, the company saying, hey, fuck fed face, kick the can. We made you. Yeah. And I, I walked in and said, suck my dick and give me a bus or, <laughs> or I quit. <laughs> and we know who their big, big o- overlord is. And believe me, I, w- I would my advice to this guy would be don't challenge those uh, and, 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 gentlemen. And, here, and here's the deal, Brent. I remember one time when I my, my deal that I c- cut with uh, to do when my first morning deal from 98 Rock came up. Hey, babes. So I, I was there from, that would have been from um, 96, it would have been 97, 98, 98, 99. So like around 2000, remember 98 I hired, in 96 I hired Beam, but we were replacing a morning show, so we didn't have any negotiation power. None. Remember? you were coming from nights I was co- Yeah, they're like, hey, listen. We don't know if this is going to translate. Yeah, so, so, and yeah. so they paid me $85,000. <laughs> And then they cut deals with Cowhead and all those guys, and those guys are making like twenty or whatever the fuck, right? So I did, and I still worked for the company. I still worked for you were an employee. Yeah, I was an employee. So then I, I, I signed, and it was only a two year deal. It was only a two year deal. No, yeah, it was I think t- it was two because it was a I, they were like, we don't know if this. They brought Brad Harden in from Cincinnati. They right. brought you in, and they were like, well, we don't know if this is going to transfer to mornings. And right. We don't know. About so it was MJ t- and PJ are <laughs> the yeah, greatest thing yeah, ever. We don't know if Bubba. <laughs> and like, so I inherited, you know, 98 Rock with Seabass and fucking. Uh, no, you, you came in after it was Lee and Bob is who you came in. Okay, after. well. You the, were the, like, they, that was you were like three they, morning shows after Seabass. Yeah, well, they were like, Lee and Bob were like in, if you talk about men 2554, Lee and Bob were like in eighth place. Um, yeah, they were not doing like well. they were just fucking horrible. 
Like, that's the big demographic, men 2554 or persons 2554, and you have to be in the top three yep. to be even, like, considered somebody that's, you know. And part of the reason is what ad agencies do is they'll call the market. They don't care what the show is. They go, give me the top three 2554 persons, give me the top three 2554 men, and that's what we're placing our body. And the reason why we got really fucking powerful in Tampa, and I could tell management, basically, fuck off, I could do anything I wanted is because after two years— no, not now. Snooze it. Some kind of deal. Sorry. Um, so two years after by t- in one year I'd established I was number number you know like number one and then like in two years uh, we were really number one and yep. the show was growing and so I walked into them. And said, listen, motherfuckers, I'm not going from 85. I just took your 13th place show to number one. Like, right, Brent? Like, yeah. that, like you can't get any more fucking no. swagger with a company than saying, listen, you rolled me in here for fucking pennies on the dollar saying you didn't think I could do it. Well, you know what? I fucking did it. I took your shitty show to number one. Your number one persons, your number one 18 to 34, your number one 25, 54, your number one men 25, 54, and your number one 35 to 64. So what the fuck? Yeah, you know they're like they're like wow, and then so then Tom Bean goes, and we're going to give you the good news. We're no longer going to be an employee. We're going to go yep. ahead and be a company. You're going to hire the Bubba Radio Network. Okay, that's what's going to happen here. That's what you're going to hire, and then you're going to pay for Brent Hatley and everybody else to be. You're going to pay. You know, they're going to be company guys, but Bubba works for his own company, and Bubba has creative control over who you guys try to put around him. So don't. Like, and you, you got, got in there that none of us could be fired unless we committed yeah. a felony. And then so I put <laughs> Convic- convicted of a felony. Listen, this is probably in my contract. Yeah, it you was, committed it something. Was you so, never convicted. Yeah, it was so over the top, and like no company would ever agree <laughs> to it. But part of it was like literally, okay, here's the deal. You pay me, Bubba, uh, Bubba Clem, as the Bubba Radio Network. I'm a, you know, I am. I don't work for the company. I'm a. a, a you are uh, selling a show to right. Them. I'm, 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 merch, I'm licensing my content. You couldn't. You know what? Here's the deal, Brian. Our contract was so over the top that you didn't. You could record our show, but you couldn't own it. Like you only licensed it while Bubba while, was under contract. Yeah. While, so while I was on your show. You couldn't be rolling tape, so after I left your station, you could do a Best of Bubba Weekend because you don't own that material. You only licensed it, and you didn't have any rights to it after we left. Yep. So that was brilliant, Tom Bean. Yep. I mean, right? Yep. Fucking brilliant. And then it said, and uh, you are to pay, uh, like, you know, I need, I think, five. They gave me, like, a personnel of five. Bubba needs five personnel, uh, and at this price— you guys negotiate. You guys aren't charging paying them, but you have to pay them a certain amount, and they get raises. And if you try to put somebody that Bubba doesn't like, Bubba, first of all, Bubba can get rid of anybody at any time for any reason. <laughs> <laughs> and and if you uh, try to fire any of Bubba's guys, unless it's a felony, Bubba can say no. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> they did try to fire Brent. Over the FCC phone. Yeah, the, yeah. Did you know, Brian, that they actually paraded me down they, they, there? They tried to put, pin that all on me. And it's go, only a third of my phone. I'd only, I'd, I'd only, <laughs> been, in, I'd only been in, like, D. Loretto's office. Like, you don't understand, Brent. I'll tell you, I was such the fucking slinging dick there that I didn't even, if, they, if management wanted to meet with me, 
I'm not walking to your office. You have to walk to mine. You know, one time we had to walk down there was the hog deal, and Randy was on speakerphone. Remember, we had to walk yeah. into DiLoretto's office, and, and the CEO of the company was on speakerphone yeah, yelling at us. The, that was the only time, Brian, I had to go to the, CE, the, to the, to the manager's office as if the CEO of the company was on the phone. Other than that, he, he had to meet with me pissed. in my office because it was such a long walk, and I was so fat. You I didn't come want to, to me. Walking the green mile because the carpet was green yeah. all the way down. It was a long-ass walk yeah. down there, too. They were trying to, then, and then they, so they tried to fucking... Well, Brent, you don't know that. That's the meeting we had with you. But then after you left, I had to come back for another meeting. Well, and, and it was there like, listen, I'm just telling you, this uh, FCC stuff will all go away and you'll remain a Bubba. You know, um, you'll, you'll remain the morning man here at 98 Rock and you can we can hire you a new producer. And Manson stays and Spice stays. But uh, if we're going to pin this all on Brent. And we're going to fire Brent, and we're going to fucking hang him out, and it's an executive producer. He's the executive producer. He should know that stuff like this shouldn't be on the air, blah, 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 blah. But everybody else keeps their jobs, okay? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> nope. What? I'll just go ahead and exercise my uh, fire me clause. Uh, Tom Bean will be calling you guys up. You guys are going to, and you guys are going to be paying me $55,000 for the next four years. And they did. They did. <laughs> They fucking did. And I'm going to go get a job with Sirius XM. Fuck regular radio. See you later. Peace out. And they. And so they, I paid Brent like 3000 a month, and I paid Manson like 10000 a month for two years yep. just to fucking hang out so that my boys wouldn't go elsewhere. So you got <laughs> screwed by the Sirius XM merger, ultimately. Oh, yeah, because we were right yeah, because, the because Yeah, because we didn't have anybody to, to, yeah. to negotiate any with. leverage. You didn't have any leverage. They had, all, had, they had, had all the leverage. I yep. had Eric Logan over there that was going to bring me in as mornings against Howard. Yeah, and then Eric Logan's like, you know what? I'll take a job with Oprah and see all you guys later. Yeah, I don't Fuck blame off. him for that either. Yeah. <laughs> You know, but like, you know, the they, sure we, we, we were sure, you know, we we, we were going to be, we were going to have to align ourselves with, we were going to be, like, Opie and Anthony would probably have been their franchise to go against Howard in the morning, just because that's just the way the New York thing is. But they It's would, all mark out Northeast. But Opie style. and Anthony or Howard would, you know, if they're establishing their channels and they were both looking for afternoon, afternoon drive guy guys. I wonder where we would have gone. Yeah, because when our contract like, came up, if, if there would have been an XM, because Sirius had caught XM in subscribers. Yeah, XM had the early lead, and then Sirius caught him. Sirius caught him, so XM would have had to put up some money. Like, if they would have said, no, we're not allowing this merger, then XM would have had to put up some money to get some talent there to compete with Sirius. It would and have they made it gone to us and said, hey, listen, I know you're doing afternoons on Howard. How about double to do afternoons over here? But, you yep. know, I and mean, we're paying you a million. How about uh, $10 million? Which and, would have been worth it for them. You know, ten million. They would have made that. Bean no might time. have squoze twenty five million out of them to come and go against Howard. Well, at that point, Brent, you know, your two hundred thousand dollars salary is like six hundred thousand yeah. dollars or something. You know, I'm just saying. And then and then, you know, that's the thing with billionaires, people like, you know, Leon Black owned Sirius at the time. And you know, people like Leon Black can go to a Johnny Senator. And say, well, this merger better get approved, yeah. or your campaign's not getting dick next election cycle. And that's how it worked. <laughs> yep. That's how you know. Just hold on. You know what? We're supposed to be giving this guy a chance. Here we are making it all about us. But see, that's well, we're what more real, interesting than that's this. What, yeah, isn't that? See, if you're a real, 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 if you're a real radio personality, you, as you start breaking a story down, you make it about yourself, and then your version of whatever stupid fucking story you're telling is not nearly as cool as your version. Yeah. Yeah. People want to know more about you than some shitty, real fun, like fucking. I can't imagine show. people in Los Angeles listening. Oh, to yeah, this. this. I'm just saying. Hold on, just give the guy a chance. There you go. Hold I want on. to see That's the ratings. Not necessarily a bad thing. 
it's sometimes it's a really good thing because like some people will see like oh well you know you guys have a a nationally syndicated radio show and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah blah and meanwhile I'm looking at them going like wow dude you got it made you're on one station and like yeah. uh-huh. and think, like the same way you're looking at other people other people are looking at you going oh, yeah geez wow. right so it's right. always the case so yeah i thought about mm-hmm. that this weekend and then um and then you know when i it, mean like is so he wait saying, but he thought about no, is, 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 is he saying sense. hold on he's saying i think he's like God. like three different fucking i mean i, I think maybe he's the guy forgot to sense. take his adderall that day but you were giving us a high spot as to where you came from and where you're going and then and, and now it's back over to the average Joe, and you're nationally syndicated, and things are actually pretty cool because, you know, God, I'm sorry about that average guy that's got a shitty fucking life right now. Yeah, my wife was giving me shit, and then I thought about how shitty my old radio stations were, and then how that things one were guy be better, who's got one but, affiliate. But it still works. To, it still sucks for working at, at this radio station now, but it's better. I mean, it made no sense. He was just jumping around. Uh, he, well, he, well, he's rambling at this point. Yeah, what the fuck? So sorry. So and when I, then I start thinking about the company, <laughs> Hold on. like, dude, we have like Brent. I want to play this and be super fair, and this guy like just all of a sudden starts being real fucking funny, like us. We're being funny. Yeah, I got to think we're pretty. We're fucking pretty funny. Yeah, like making fun of this guy. I mean, Jeez. we're funny in the fact that we're breaking down this fucking dweeb, and we're being funny about it. We're not just like being like Johnny Breakdown. Like we're being Johnny Funny Breakdown. <laughs> this guy fucking sucks. Our breakdown's better than him. Like, how the fuck do you not put me and my boys on if my breakdown of your shitty show is funnier than your shitty show? God, I can't. The fuck, you idiots. I can't believe, like, when I lived, in, when I lived in L.A., it Let's was. Let's see if we can hear this. Howard Stern and Mark and Brian and the Grease Man. Like, the, holy shit, dude. Hold on. I think I just, you know what? Now it's giving me a buffer, Willie. You think maybe they hear me talking shit about them? You know how the hey, mm-hmm. fucking robots are always listening. <laughs> Do you think that they, you know, like they're picking up that we're talking shit about this particular <laughs> program, and now they just cut us off? Hope not. Maybe we. No, can I think keep... your HughesNet internet's slow. Do you think it might be more of a white <laughs> of a white trash internet issue? Yeah, yeah, twenty five <laughs> megabytes per second ain't cutting it. You think it's a white trash internet situation? Is oh fuck? I think maybe you might be right, buddy. Breaking news. What? The NFL Sunday ticket just yeah. moved to YouTube TV. Yeah, that's that's pretty big for YouTube what? TV. Yep. Yep. What? Yes. I wonder how much they paid for it. <laughs> Two billion. And we give a hard time too. All right, hold on. So hold on now. The uh, NF the direct TV NFL Sunday ticket, yep. which like every man Love. in the world has to have. Yes. Like I cannot picture. In fact, I, I don't know, quite frankly, of there's there's a few, but probably 75% of all men that are in my contacts section of my phone have NFL Sunday ticket. Of course. Like all, it comes in all. Listen, NFL, the, the guy, the person that likes NFL Sunday t- ticket comes in. And let me just give you this variation. Me, 56-year-old, white trash, stupid fuck from Indiana that's flim-flam and it used to be a big-time radio guy, but is now just, you know, trying to fucking hang on. But, you know, still still got a little life in me. Still very skillful and funny. Uh, but rough around the edges. I like to work heavy equipment. You know, I'm pretty, I'm, I've been part of a lot of scandals. I'm fucking, you know, d- debauchery. A little bit of uneducation. High, high street level, but not very book smart. And there's that guy. There's that guy. But then there's Brian Matroni. I got DirecTV uh, NFL ticket. He's got DirecTV NFL ticket. 
And here he is, you know, 36, 37-year-old, fucking highly educated, very smart, you know, probably only 41, likes— 41, man. I'm getting old. He probably old only likes to fuck his wife, you know, like, you know, like Little House on the Prairie missionary style. Like, that's it, prim and proper, you know, like that kind of white picket fence, fucking goes to church, all that kind of stuff. Church. <clears throat> but Get the you, fuck you out know. of here. But I'm just saying, right? <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess, I mean, I guess the, Brent, that's the, the vibe I give me, off. Me, me as a male and, and Brian as a male, we're kind of on both ends of the spectrum as oh, far yeah. as rough around the edges, right? You're definitely on the spectrum. Well, you guess what? The one thing that we have in common is we both... Have love pussy. Love, well, yeah, but we both love the NFL. And we both, uh, you know, like the NFL Sunday ticket. Yeah, it's, right. It's you got to have it. You got to so, be able to watch I all mean, the games. YouTube paid how much for it? Two billion. Two billion. So that means f- f- the NFL Sunday ticket now is only going to be on YouTube. YouTube TV. So YouTube TV is like a cable. That's what I have for my cable. So so it, you're going to pay the same amount that you paid for it with Direct TV. It's just now that you're going, you're not going to have to have any Direct TV equipment nope. or subscription. It's, nope. You're just gonna, it's going to be on YouTube. Oh, TV. So, you don't have to now, so now you can get it stream instead of Dish. Now yep, you could right? stream Direct TV over the last couple of years, but they were really late to the game on that. And it was um, choppy because I used to stream it through my PlayStation. Yeah. And it was kind of choppy. It was never good. But YouTube's tight. YouTube and, TV is great. I have it. Yeah. I use it as my cable. Now. Yeah. I, I, I would too if I but didn't have a bunch of old people. This is basically the me. NFL cutting the cord. Yep. Well, I mean, and the NFL. Right, I mean, right. That's so, that's kind of what this equates to. This is kind of equates to NFL cutting the this, cord, right? This is the way the NFL wants it. They want to be able to control all digital media. So they have, by design, have a contract now with Amazon for Thursday night games. YouTube, which is Google, for DirecTV, ESPN, ABC, Disney for Monday Night Football, NBC for Sunday Night Football, CBS for a- a- AFC games, and, and Fox. Fox for NFC games. Oh they my have God. spread their package out to every single, and you know what that does? You control the narrative. Now, who's going to report a bad story about the NFL? Nobody. 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 I mean, some stupid fuck, but it's not going to be in the worth of ESPN shit. ESPN buries the like they like they barstool still do it. is where you're going to have to see a bad yeah. NFL so, story. So so um, ESPN. In fact, before this story, okay, it's below the NFL Sunday ticket on their top headline side thing. Analysis of Commanders charity raises questions. That's that's, but that should be a number one story. That's like a an NFL franchise ripping people off. Not six teams, three spots, three weeks left. Barnwell sorts out the AFC wild card playoff field as your top story. That's your header when you've got an NFL team possibly running a fraudulent charity. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's so very they, clear so they, who butters your bread. Yeah, they they control almost nearly everything. But you know what? That you know, on the other end of the deal, man. What a who? I mean. We can say we want about Roger Goodell, but I mean the commissioner's office. You know, there's you know, everybody that works under his umbrella are the ones that are creating these extra niches and these yep. extra little, you know, billion dollar franchises and spreading the product that much thinner and giving this, you know, a taking adding a game through and getting that done through the players' union and then being able to, you know, uh, fragment your product into now Thursdays. Sundays and Mondays involving nearly 
every network but ABC. Oh, and Saturdays during this time of year now they've yeah, crept yeah. into that. Oh yeah, though. And then you know well, the, this, la- well, the last Saturday. four they got a deal with the, you know with with the network that uh, hey now we're gonna we're gonna occupy both your Saturdays and your Sundays. Well, this Saturday spreading because, the logo even more because it's Christmas Eve instead of Sunday. This Saturday is gonna be a full slate of games. Yeah, there's right. a couple on Sunday, <laughs> and then, but and yeah, yeah, they make Saturday to the Sunday, and then they only have, then they have like then they treat Christmas kind of like they do Thanksgiving but, where they have like two games on. Yeah. But even last week. There were three games on on yeah, Saturday, on Saturday. Right, yeah. all, all day, one on each channel, spread out. Like but they again, did. how smart is that on behalf of the of the league? It's I mean, smart. The, the league is just. I mean, you can say, yeah, listen, man, the league knows how to get fucking paid, and they're making a lot of money, and Roger Goodell's making a lot of money. But man, they really know how to really, really, really squeeze every dollar out of their brand. You know, and 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 make people ha- want want it and want to consume it, and you know, could just I, I I think it's just I think it's unbelievable in in the in the commissioner's office as well. I mean, don't you think, Brian? It, I mean, it's yeah, br- it's, it's brilliant. As much as you want to hate on it, oh, I hate be like motherfuckers. I hate it because, you know, because I, you're like you got it's but dirty. You, oh, it is dirty. It's so fucking dirty. But you got to admit. I mean, are you mad at Apple? If you're really that fucking mad at Apple because they they they've now brilliantly you know made it so that you can go like you know you can go like three four maybe maybe five phone models and still you know function as a human being. But you start. I mean, you think there's um you think there's a real cool motherfucker rolling around with an iPhone one and two right now? No, no they can't okay. have it because I, I Apple designed a, uh, software updates that ruin their phones. Yeah. That they're so fucking dirty. They're so right, bad. So as a I'm company. just saying. So like I'm saying, but it's it's bri- but it's so dirty. It's brilliant. Would you not agree? No, it's not brilliant. It's evil. Uh, no, okay, hold on. Okay, it's okay. evil genius, it's, but yes, it's you're so right. dirty. It's well, e- evil and brilliant are not mutually yeah, exclusive. No, no, okay, no. I understand. <laughs> I mean, to each its own. Evil is sometimes brilliant. It really no, is. It is. It's it's the most and, and brilliant is sometimes evil. It is. Yeah. No, you're right. So, I mean, how about that reverse end around by yeah. a, by a group air over here, motherfucker? Thank you for the accolades. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. it's it's You're the best, Bubba. <laughs> but but I'm just saying, like the NFL, goddamn, they are fucking on top of things. They've got everybody. They Google, don't let Amazon all the they major. They don't let a motherfucker loose, do they? No. Uh-uh. And uh-uh. I mean, you know, they you can't. I mean, you can try to. Fu- you don't. Oh my god! Back to the Woody Show being sh- shitty. Stand by. <laughs> Hold on. Or we become a show that is successful. And now nobody even thinks twice about. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. we are the invisible successful show. Mm-hmm. There's no which, win, which is not goes. invisible when it comes to uh, having to deal with you know um, you know management and stuff like that. It's it's just invisible. Wow, these guys blow goats for real. I mean, they are terrible. I'm, yeah, I mean, fast forward. Like, can, I'm trying. Can you I'm trying. Another some segment. of the things no, where know, it's they, like, oh, needle, needle drop you know, me. We should be in that conversation. They, 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 we should be a part of this, right. you know, not, initiative or. We should, what initiative? Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar. Yeah. We should be part of this initiative. Initiative. You know, we we don't get advertised enough. They take us for granted. So anyway, as they put us into our thirty fifth market. Gonna, I'm not going to go into. Uh, anything more about these guys that's that and and it's just that just pretty much shows you uh, the the landscape of terrestrial radio right now look at this the woody show nerding out the what's new podcast the Bortcast, the 
Woody Show interviews, the Woody Show and more, the tailgater sports, the mostly true opinions. You know, again, they take Blitz, the, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Brent, they take like every little part and then they just fucking thin the herd out every which fucking way they can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, <clears throat> like, it's, it's uh, awful. And so anyway, good luck to you, Woody Show. It just goes, it just goes to show you that, that, that today is it's just so fucking pathetic. It's all a bunch of dog shit. It's just all like for real though. Even you, Brian, being the smartest guy I know, like you know, you, you, you there's probably not a lot of radio programs for for that. If, if we're just going to compare radio programs, I got to think that you know, I know that you probably like our show or listen to our show or whatever. But like, if let's say that you didn't know me and you didn't listen to 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 me and participate in in, in part of kind of a little co-host and contributor You're, you know the options that you have you have howard you got oh even you, know, you locally got, though, you got like calta you got mj you got i mean miguel so, and holly i think it is yeah, my so wife like, will have that on sometimes in the morning i'm like what the fuck is this garbage this absolute just contrived you know what i was thinking about over the weekend miguel yes, yes. holly yes. i was thinking about how you know I have a lot of shoes, and uh-huh. is it is it okay to have a lot of shoes if you're if you're a mother and a working mother? And I just think it's okay. Uh, call in, call in and tell us what you think. Call in, all you working moms, call in and say, you know, how many are too many pairs? Uh, Holly, how many pairs did you have in there? I got seventy eight pairs of shoes. You do, and then they all categorized, all cute and well, everything. Uh, yeah, I've got them organized in my in my closet. Right, right. So call in now. It does, drives my does, husband crazy. Does, does, does Mary got too many shoes? You know, is 78 too many? Yeah. Is 78 too many? Uh, high color one. No, I'm going to tell you something right now. 78 ain't too many. You go, Mary. We think you should be able to have as many co- pairs of shoes as you want. Fuck your husband. Uh, hello, <laughs> caller. Your, if, caller. That, if they played that, I would oh, listen. No, fuck you. Yeah, I mean, okay. You know what? Uh, shame on your husband. Oh, thank you. Uh, you're in the Miguel and Holly show, caller number two. Yeah, uh, I just want to let you know, you know, you should maybe be a little more mindful of, of your husband and you maybe just keep it at 78 there, Mary, and, and not get mad about him not wanting to build additional space for your shoes and just be happy that you got a man that goes and busts his ass every day as a badass attorney so that you and you, uh, as a successful career woman, and have the ability to buy 78 shoes uh, and, and have that mindset. Okay, well, thank you, uh, the smartest person in the room. Uh, th- how about third third caller? Yeah, man, let me tell you something, man. If my bitch starts trying to tell me how many motherfucking pairs of shoes she's going to tell, I'm going to whoop her ass. You know what I'm saying? You fucking have as many motherfucking pairs of shoes as I tell you to have. You might only have one or two pairs of shoes. Oh, they're not going to let that phone call through. I'm sorry. Oh. I was actually trying to be funny again. <laughs> I was trying to trying to be funny with the lame ass guy of not trying to be funny. See, so my wife grew up in South Tampa, so she compares everything she ever hears to old school Bubba. Yeah, she's like, well, this isn't Bubba. Like, you know, Bubba's pace is fast. Like, she would take, she'd be listening to a show in New York, and she would take the phone and throw it because there would be there would be these long pauses, and and they'd be talking about nothing. She'd be like, I, I got, I, I, what happened? So yeah. anyway, Brian, I, now I don't know how long we've been. On the air, but welcome to the I'm Right, You're Wrong, We're Screwed uh, podcast. This will be available for tomorrow's download. And I got to tell you, Brent, 
Uh, this is going to be, this is like a red letter show here. My favorite spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get when you're talking through Mint Mobile. I mean, I can't believe that I've been living some other life with all this scratchy mobile when I can get crystal clear and the best mobile through Mint Mobile. And I can do it all for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. I can afford this. How much have I been paying on my other plan? Probably getting gouged. But it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. Say bye-bye to your overpriced wireless plan. I mean, I'm talking jaw-dropping monthly bills and unexpected overages. Say goodbye to all that nonsense. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with a premium wireless plan starting at 15 bucks a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the largest 5G network. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. That's mintmobile.com forward slash B-U-B-B-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com forward slash Bubba. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to 15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plans. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions Supply. See Mint Mobile for details. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing Accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm-mm-mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Because one, I think that we've been just absolutely unbelievably funny. Oh, this is a collection call. Should I take it? Sometimes yes, I take collection yes, calls live. Yeah. Yes. It's, here it is. It's either that. I, it's either collection, solar, uh, they want to buy my house, uh, or uh, car warranties. That's all, <laughs> that's all it can be. Answer. answer. Uh, it's Bubba. You're on the air. Hello. 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 Hey, speak to Bubba. Yeah, this is Bubba. Hi, this is Bubba. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. You, my name is Cake. Your name's what? My name is Cake on the recorded line. Cake. What's up, bud? Yeah, actually, sir, uh, we are providing the consultation regarding solar panels, and right now we solar have panels. very good solar panels. incentive for the homeowner. Yeah, solar panels. So you just want to check the incentive for your home. This is the new, this, this the new, this is the new American. This is the new shakedown now. This is how they shake. You know what? This just a hey, cake. You there? Let's, you there, buddy? Yeah, I'm there. Let's just be, yes, let's just be men. Let's just be, you know, real men here and be honest with each other. This new solar panel deal is like a big motherfucking Bernie Madoff shakedown and pyramid Willie get grandma to write a check for, you know, for some solar panels 
and throw some Chinese-made flim-flammy fucking panels up there. And, you know, you got a bunch of guys in New York, uh, you know, that uh, have formed these companies and have schlep boys like you calling us. And then you're going to get a percentage on the backside with a kicker. Is that what this is? Hello? Yeah, I'm there, sir. I actually, sir, we have uh, uh, right now a Canadian-made solar panels, one of the best. We have the Tesla solar panels. Sir. We have American-made. Oh, you got the Teslas? Oh, hold on, hold on. Stop right now, Brent. You got the te- – hey, so, Pedro, you got you got the Teslas? Yes, sir. Oh fuck! I want as mu- I want as much Tesla as I can put on my roof. <laughs> that motherfucker, if if he can, you know, blow up a space shot, you know, if he can go to space, motherfucker can keep my house. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's that's what Tesla's new logo needs to be, buddy. See if you can say it after me. If we can go to space, we can heat your fucking house. That's a great slug line. Say it there, Pedro. Cake. 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 Hey, hey, cake. Yeah. Cake. Uh, cake. Are you there? Yeah, I'm there, sir. Okay, did you hear what I said? Like, you know, I wanted you to so, be like the new, you know, that new little commercial. That new little, you know, we're just having fun here. It's in the middle, you know, it's in the middle of the day. I'm fucking bored. You are too. You're calling me. I'm here in, here in India with 37,000 other people in a fucking, you know, sweatshop with a head, you know, Bluetooth Willie behind a cubicle and. I'm in Tampa, oh, Florida right now trying to get my sure. dick sucked later on. Going to get high as fuck. Buba. What? Buba. Listen. Listen, Buba. Buba, listen. I Buba. got your friends. So, uh, right now I'm working in Miami. So I'm from India, but I'm here studying, sir, so, and I'm working in Smart and Solar Company. So. Oh, right, listen. So what can hey, I do for you, sir? Uh, but, hey, hey, so listen. Systems, listen, so Cake. Right cake. 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 Yeah, yeah, Cake. 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 I, I I am very uh, sorry that you felt as if I was being disrespectful. I am truly, truly honored to be have, having the ability to talk to you today. And I'm very interested in these Tesla panels. And so I was just trying to think about this neat little slug line that maybe Elon Musk could use. Because I think the average American like me, who appreciates men like you, Cake, who is potentially from India, but is living in Miami now. I appreciate that you got a job. I appreciate that you're working hard for your family. So I appreciate you, buddy. I want you to know that, one. But two, don't you think that Elon Musk's new slug line would be super cool if he said, if I can go to space, I can heat your motherfucking house? Don't you think that'd be kind of cool? As like a commercial, maybe? Cake? Uh, means what kind of home do you have from this address? Uh, 19149. Yeah. What kind of phone? I got a cell phone. I got a, a home phone. I got a fax. Fact. Beepers, I Bubba. Beepers. I got some beepers. I got pogs. <laughs> I, I got <laughs> smoking snakes. What? What's that, uh, Cake? We can... What? I think we got some of those uh, Tortilla so Run Wild videos. What kind of home do you have? Is it a single family, regular home, or is it a mobile or a manufactured home? Oh, no. It's a single family, well built by the finest concrete known to man. You know, I had a fucking crew of Mexicans come out, laid some cinder block in about a day and a half, paid them under the table like a motherfucker. But he does and, have five families living. But uh, I do. It's a single family home with about, you know, anywhere between, I'd say, 14 to 22 people living in it. And uh, but fuck, you know, I mean, I got to, it's, it's, it's basically a crack house. But I uh, mean, I, you know, 
all the fucking junkies that come there, come in there every day. They put a few bucks on the countertop. We seem to be able to pay the bills. You know what I'm saying? So I can see here on the Google map that uh, your home, and there are some trees. Man, hold on. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. So you're saying, hold on. You're trying to sling me some, you're trying to sling me some motherfucking solar and, and you're telling me that you're already Google map. You got me Googled map. You know, I'm what if, I mean, you're already honed in on me, motherfucker. How you think I'm going to be able to sleep good tonight and to know that you can hone in on me at any time. You mother, you fucking dirty motherfucker. I mean, you're you already looking my house up on Google Maps. You think I want to buy something for you? Yeah, and now I'm calling the cops on you. You look. Hopefully, somebody comes fucking handcuffs your dumb ass. Hello. And he's, he still puts right, up with sir, it. I'm sorry, I'm he still not puts up with to, it. Uh, longer the call because you're not interested in solar panels and you're using false language. Oh. I'm sorry, uh, I can't. Uh, uh, no, hey, but, but cake. I'm, this I, is Booba. Cake, cake. I'm not using foul language. I'm just talking like a man. I'm just trying to be, you know, f kind of funny, and I'm talking like a man. A, this, this, no, no, no. It's not a funny. You know, uh, it's very rude uh, kind of attitude because I'm on the recorded line, and our company will sue you. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. You have what? To, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. on. I'm his lawyer. Hold on, no, hold on. Cake, we got a lawyer here. Cake, what, what cake, is the basis for cake, you threatening a lawsuit against cake, my client cake, that you called? Cake, what's the basis of you, you know, saying I'm going to get sued by you guys when you called me? What's the base? I don't want to be sued by anybody. I mean, can I send? Can I send some? Can I give you my PayPal number right now, and so I don't get sued or something? So actually, I, uh, sir, 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 sir. Actually, I got your n uh, number that you're interested and you make an inquiry regarding solar panels. I guarantee you uh, that, that didn't you, happen. Uh, you have very high electric bill. So that is why I'm calling you. Otherwise, uh, I, 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 Cake, else, Cake I, I know why you're calling me and I like the fact that you're calling me. And I'm just trying to, you know, I'm bored, buddy. I mean, I'm really, I'm, I'm bored. He's high. I'm, I'm, I'm high. And I'm just hanging out today. And I don't have nobody to talk to. And... You're calling me up, and yeah, I own my own house, and but you know, it's just me. If you can see me on Google Maps, I'll be waving at you. But it's me by myself, and my girlfriend left me like two weeks ago, and the walls are caving in on me. And you know, I don't have a lot of money, but I'm, you know, I go to my job every day. I'm trying to, you know, I fucking bust my ass to try to get ahead. And you know, you call me up, and I'm off work right now, and I'm just. Trying to kind of bullshit you as a, as a, I'm just trying to be I'm just trying to be a, trying to be cool you know. I will call you back any other time. No, we can no no. I'm good. I'm good right now. Let's get let's let's get this riff done. I mean I'm I'm done. No, don't don't agree anything. I'm I'm not. I'm listen to your lawyer over here. I know. Joking. We're not getting. Let's just. I just want to keep talking to you. I'm I'm I don't I I am interested. We're actually going to be down in South Beach this weekend if you want to go to the Fountain Blue. He he finally hung up on me. <laughs> I mean, you could try. I was I was trying to give him every reason to hang up on me. Like, you were. You I, were. I mean, but I was then you almost to... you almost uh, verbally agreed to his contract. So we're going to avoid that. I mean, oh my god! But you think you think most people talk to phone screeners like that? No, they no. they get no. excited when they don't get hung and up. Here's on the other deal. And you know, so he has a live one, and so they have a script that he's. Trying I know, but to here's the deal: to. if you go to if you go to the radio world, how many radio people? Can, will go, would would do that? Would take a live, you know, like unscripted. Four, don't four. don't don't know where you're gonna go with it. Have to be funny. Keep the guy on the phone. 
like, you know, have the permission and corporate won't freak out that could be anywhere from five minutes to 27 minutes, maybe blow off a few breaks or two, make them up on the backside. How many, Brent, how many guys would be allowed to do that? Zero. None. Not a one. Zero. And, and, and quite frankly, not a lot of them have the talent to be able to, no. do, to do that as, as well. God, today has just fucking gone crazy. Yeah, it's been fantastic. Brian, and, and so here's, I mean, if I was to, like, I almost feel like I'm starting. By the way, it's the Bubba the Love Sponge show. Uh, no, no, I'm sorry. It's the I'm right, you're wrong, we're all left, or I'm sorry. Screwed. How's it go? I'm right, you're left, we're, we're screwed. screwed. But really, I think it's just the Bubba, Brent, and Brian show, or Bubba, Brian, and Brent show. The or Killer Bees. The Killer Bees. The Killer Bees yes. in the afternoon. I, I mean, I know. It's, on hey, WBUZ. listen. It's, hold on. As, as, as that, cheese that dick. Work. Hold on. As dumb <laughs> as fuck and cheese dick as that sounds i kind of almost want to go with it and just call our show the killer bees show i mean it's stupid as fuck but uh, it does lend itself to some bubble army merchandise uh, you're right but the killer bees (laughs) but i mean it's so like it's almost so Chattanooga, it's pathetic. <laughs> this morning on on WZVY, it's the fucking Killer Bees. Wasn't it the Miami Dolphins the best defense they ever had was the Killer Bees? Yeah. <laughs> so fucking Mason Dixon, Nuthut, uh, Scott, Shannon, Tukey, Tukey, that I think that I think I'm going to fucking relabel. Because, you know, Brian, at this point, when we do I'm right, you're you're. You're left, we're screwed. We've kind of pigeonholed ourselves into being politicky. But I'd rather just be showy, yeah. meaning like we just put on a show. We talk about anything. Everything. Any yeah. and everything. Like, like you know, we could have, we could have, um, very, we just spent the last two hours talking about ourselves, fucking well, around with like an the, hour and 30 minutes because you fucking had me locked oh, yeah. out of the studio. Yeah, so listen to this. So <laughs> me and Brent. So listen, I listen. Hi, it's the, uh, kill, I mean, the killer V show. I mean, you might as well start now, right, motherfuckers? Yeah. Okay, so here Branding. we go. Um, yeah, you might as well. Pew, 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 pew. It's the Killer Bees show. Killer Bees. Find out what the buzz is about. <laughs> Buzzing around your mind right now. Being taken over. Anyway, uh, welcome to the Killer Bees show. And Are you uh, part of and, our hive? Um, <laughs> you want to get hive? <laughs> the problem is me and Be Brent were wait. Me and Brent were really hive. And, uh, and oh, yeah. actually, as an ongoing rib, we should, you know, Anytime we can be it up, we always like we always get a real tukey tukey. Anytime you can get references, a, like anytime, like you, like it's almost like almost like. Listen, we know it's cheese stick. Like anytime a guy gets a B, you, you get a, you know, you get a little fucking you singer. Like, that one really stung. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you, you, you just got you, stung. Oh, you just got. I, I almost wish I had it. Oh, we, 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 we can get that. We can get I that. I wish I had. We can get that. We I wish I had up. something like, or, or or you know, or something like you know. Uh, yeah, because well, it's a little okay. I think it's a little much. I was looking at the. I was trying to look at the ones that they have preloaded for you from the from the factory. As we know, this one here. Uh, 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 oh no, I, I was the pig one. I disconnected that one, Brent. Oh, yeah, that one. That one caused some problems. The pig. Brian one. didn't get us out of that one. I wasn't an attorney. Yet. Yeah, you want to know? <laughs> Let me see. I think I'm still work. an undergrad. All right, prop plane. Yeah, and pigs don't work. Horses, dogs, helicopter splash, rifle cock, laughing, applause, baby cry, card shuffle, whip. I heard the rifle. I didn't hear the cock. There it is. <laughs> Crickets, kitten, thunder, or I don't know, campfire, bubbles, jet landing. 
Oh, I wasn't <laughs> expecting that one. In my life. So anyway, <clears throat> it's the Killer Bees show. We'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to produce up some bees. All the yeah. bees sound effects. The things, <laughs> Just the to be real fucking cheese the dick. Hive. Cheese Join dick our hive. Boy. Join the hive. 81390-Bubba. <laughs> So when we get any, together, any queen bees out there? Any queen bees run, out there need pollinated? Anybody need some? Any bitches need any pollinization? Like <laughs> come to my honeycomb, baby. He'd be the one playing kiss. <laughs> <laughs> You'll pollinate the crop. Oh, so let's 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 change officially. Officially, we're going from I'm right, you're wrong, to we're screwed to the Killer Bees show. So Love welcome it. to the Killer Bees show. And Brent and I were in the hive this morning, and we got a lot of shit. I mean, could you hear what we were talking about, uh, Brian? I wasn't eavesdropping, so I'd come to the door, I'd hear that you were still talking, and then I went around the corner into the kitchen and just sat on the stool that was in there because the fridge or AC was going, and it was enough white noise that I couldn't hear what yeah, but, you guys were talking about. But, but, buddy, why didn't you just walk into the door? And You said that you knocked. I did. I went like... Okay, that's a pussy ass. Knock. I know, but you guys were in a deep conversation. I know, but literally. So here's the thing, Bubba. Literally. I don't know what reaction I'm going to get from you in this scenario. So if I knock and you go, fucker, we're in here talking and I do important business yeah, and I got you on. knocking. Why do you think I have the door locked? You Brian. think I have the door locked? You don't think I know that you're coming? I told you to be here at 945. I'll get to you when I get to you. <laughs> but Brian, what? I, don't, I don't flip out like that anymore. Well, you I don't. I mean, know. come on, man. Yeah. Depending on the day, Brent, get Brent stick up for me. Well, I don't like. I don't have those I, kind of outbursts yeah, I anymore. I haven't heard an outburst like that in a if long Brent's time. Brent's in here giving I mean, you some bad. Well, he Brent and I even had some heated lobby. moments during our conversation, and I'm like. Hey, man, you know, Brent, I'm not trying to even tell you what to do. You just go ahead and do whatever you think is best. It is true. It's not it's, it's, it's not old school Bubba. Like, no, I mean, Brent's but... met with me more than anything about, I mean, from we're, we're fucked. I mean, Brent has left, has met with me on, on a couple different levels. One, we're kings of the world. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Tell everybody to suck our dicks. Fuck off. To... Uh, yeah, we probably have to probably listen to that, and yeah, we yeah, I agree. To uh, uh, we got to get on the plane and go to New York and sit in the conference room and get yelled at. Yeah, by, by executives. And we might and we, might and we might get fired. Yeah, yeah. That two, one. Two, the, hold on. With two. The senior vice president meeting us at the yeah. elevators when we got off. Two, but Brent, also <laughs> two, you're fired. Yeah. Two, <laughs> two. I mean, we, we've been Brent been through some shit. I mean, how about this phone call, Brian? I get it. Br Brent calls me. Hello, hey, Bub, it's Brent. Yeah, listen, can you come pick me up? Why? It's fucking three in the afternoon, Brent. I'm fucking around with fucking my pool. I'm big time rock star. Fucking leave me alone. Um, and listen, we have to run, uh, pick me up and then we have to stop by 98 Rock and get some money and then we have to turn ourselves in. Yeah. What, Brent? Yeah, yeah, we so like you know wear like a you know a cool shirt and uh, come pick me up. Might as well take two ve one vehicle instead of two. Uh, Dan says we need to run by ninety eight rock and get, get like I don't know five thousand cash bail or money. Some, something like that, and <laughs> turn then the and turn yourself and all the media are going to be waiting for the perp walk. They've all been they'll be there thirty five. So just be ready that when you walk in. 
They're going to be perping the fuck out of you. Dude, Don't you should have played it up and gotten like one of those prisoner outfits with the fake ball and chain that go behind you and yeah, walk that, on in there. That or came pulling up like in a limo and then have like six dollhouse bitches. Oh, yeah. And then fucking have my, my fur coat bl- 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 blitz with some diamond rings and like, some fucking, or, you know. Or, or have the dollhouse bitches be like ring card girls that say like not guilty. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Not motherfucking guilty. And then me and Brent come rolling in on our fucking badass suits. All some gold and shit, right? Hey, Brent will tell you when we did turn ourselves in, man. The the, the, the deputies were printing they our mugshots awesome. and asking for our autographs. They and, were like, you, and, can, you guys can sign these and leave, or so, you can go through the whole process. So like, I signed, give me the pen. We both Let's signed go. 45 auto, autographed mugshots, <laughs> and we were in and out in 51 minutes. Like that. Like that. They walked us through the back. Yeah, and so we're getting booked, and the guy goes, hey, listen, I got to give you a Tet 9 a shot. So the, and they count my you know, all my empty syringes here. So, so, so he goes, but I'm gonna squirt it on the floor and then just tell everybody, and I'll put a ba- bandaid on your arm. Yep. So I didn't even have we, to. Take we got out of the shots. So, all, oh, speaking about getting even, even for the MJ trial. Remember, we uh, for the uh, longest yes. time we were going through the uh, like the employee uh, entrance. Uh, and everything, and you were getting to do that. And oh, yeah, MJ yeah. and his group found out about it, and yeah. they complained to it's the judge. Oh, yeah, because I knew. It's not fair. That I, knew, gets to go through I, I knew guys. Chet Tharp, who was a big swinging dick, and, 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 and our attorneys knew a couple of the boys, and David you know, G. Get, yeah. And David G. was the sheriff, yeah, and he yeah. was my boy. And so I called up. I was like, David, man. He goes, listen, go to the back. There'll be one real little fucking. Uh, like side entrance door. Yeah, side yep. entrance door. You can find some parking back there and, like, knock three times, wink two times. They're going to let you in. And, and then uh, that's the private, like, triple. Like, if the president of the United States was coming to court, we'd run him through it's there. It's the triple Blue Jay. Yeah. It's the triple Blue Jay, you know, only the fucking, you know. It's not even on the I map. Get, so yeah. The I get, you're right there. Yeah. Bubba Clem comes to it. So yeah, I go through there the first three or four I, days, I, I and we're feeling good as fuck, and the bailiffs are high-fiving us and be like, man, you guys are cool as fuck, man. You know, y'all going to win, short little motherfucker. Like, they all kind of mm-hmm. know what's going on in the fucking deal. Oh, yeah. So MJ, he's jobbing out. He has to stand in line I, like 32 I, minutes I to, to, get, to security. get security, and uh, people can't call him. And they all they this keep asking me where my parents are guardian is. And so but by like the by like the weapons. fourth day of the trial, we finally so we go in. We're in the trial. Brian's in there with us. We're in the trial, and the judge stands up and says, "Like I need to have." I don't know if it was in open court or it was a sidebar. It was a sidebar deal. Yeah, it was a, so you were probably part of the sidebar, but I think it went something like, uh, "Mr. Clem's attorneys, you guys have uh, been using the." Uh, Triple K fave Blue Jay McGillicuddy entrance, uh, only reserved from uh, for like you know, employees, of, essentially employees and heads of state. <laughs> um, we uh, uh, we've we've received a complaint from 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 the plaintiff from the plaintiff that uh, they would like for you to have to walk through General Pop like they do. And so you got, and he didn't even, he wasn't even really uncool about it. He was just like, you know, yeah, you can't I got to make it, it fair. Yep. Yep. You can't, you can't but have boy, the appearance of favoritism. Those, those three or four days were pretty fucking cool. Yeah, it was pretty they, cool pretty getting to walk into cool. it. It was like the uh, entrance that they have, like the big garage doors that rise up. Yeah. And so. Sally port. Yeah. The Sally ports. And, and then they have like one little like metal detector there. That's pretty like much one it. dude. It's like, Hey, you guys good. Yeah, we're good. And it was good for Bubba because he didn't have to take off his belt. And deal with that. Right. You know, they just kind of let him through. And then once he went to the front, then we had, you know, take off his belt on his big boy pants and deal with all that shit. So anyway, Brian was, me and Brent were talking about some really great ideas we got. Me and Brent have a couple projects that we're working on that were, you know, that a lot of people don't, well, most 
Well, nobody knows about except our inner inner circle. But then we were talking about yet like another project and getting all fucked. I mean, we were actually probably pretty loud and pretty. Did it sound? I mean, Brian, we're, we, I think we were talking loud and well, fucking was, like having fun. So I peeked in. It wasn't even that like you guys were having too much fun. It sounded it sounded like business. And Brent was sitting down in the chair, not standing up, you know, on the side there. And it looked like you guys were having like a serious meeting. And I'm like, well, they, they obviously, you know, they're doing this now. Maybe they don't want to do it after. So I tapped. I, I waited. So I got in at like 945. I waited until 958. And I'm like, well, the show's supposed to start at 10. So I, I knocked like that and no answer and i'm like okay i'll just go sit my ass down and i waited until you texted me and you're like are you coming and i'm like i've been here since 9 46 uh studio doors locked and then you give me the code for the other door i thought you knew all the i code. know all the codes not for when this is locked though do you have like a button to push or how did it get oh, i don't know i don't know how this gets i don't know how you it was locked i've never no it's never locked swear hand never, of god you just I, got a pussy ass fucking i hand. guess so i you know but anyways so and then you just I mean, let me I, sit for like another I, I, ten minutes. I've never known that that door, that studio door to be locked. It's a little bit tight. You you know what? You I you should try to maybe go over. The, uh, hold on. I need. Can you two hold this program down and explain what I'm doing? No, we're gonna run it right into the because ground. you two fucks. Because Brent, I'm gonna go investigate because it's my door and stuff like that, and I'll be able to. Get, so you guys. So Bubba's got to. Uh, he's got to go. He's down in the well Bubba there. Investigates. He's got to go investigate this door, whether it's locked or not. It's, well, it's clearly it's not because I opened it and neither one of you lo- unlocked That's it. That's true. So I'm going to concede to the fact that it wasn't locked. So Bubba just walked outside and now he's trying to come back in. He's opening and closing, opening and closing. Yep. I don't think the door is locked. It, it wasn't. No. Uh, clearly it was not. <laughs> it was not locked. Because neither one of you. And yeah, that's a knock. That's a bang. There you go. And I wasn't going to be that aggressive. I'll tell you that right now. You weren't going to be that guy. I wasn't going to be that guy. See, that's being that guy yep. right there. That's when you're like on the console. Oh, I think you... he's legitimately locked out. <laughs> <laughs> I think the... I win. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> that sounds like the cops are at the door. <laughs> he, Bubba's yelling outside, too. You can hear him through the door. Now Brian's going over to... Now Brian's talking to him through the door. Now he's coming back in. <laughs> Oh my God! He's like the store's fucked up. <laughs> I think when you turn the handle, it starts to like twist the lock now, and so it can lock itself and unlock itself depending on how many times you turn the handle. We thought you were being a, a smart ass with banging on the door, like how I should have knocked. Well, not that. That but, sounded like hold the on, cops. Hold on, that's how that's you should have knocked. Knock. That's the FBI knock. Hold on, that's how you should have knocked. If we can't hear you, don't. And then you walk in, you're kind of like, kind of like a little fucking pussy and a dick and mad at us. We have some really good vibes going on right now. I'm trying to kill and your vibes. You, well, yeah, I mean, he that's did. Why I, stayed out. I mean, Brent didn't he kill the vibe immediately? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, right down down to zero. I was like, God, we were fucking making fucking huge deals and fucking having workshops and planning all kinds of stupid sleepovers. Uh, it was crazy <laughs> shit. And him and his wife staying over at my apartment and fucking have, I mean, hard telling where that could lead. I'm just getting fucking crazy. <clears throat> and then we got you, nerd boy, that obviously was eavesdropping. You just told on yourself, you stupid fuck face. No, that was it, at the very end when I finally banged on the door. You guys were talking about that. Oh, at the very end. Okay. That was it. So anyway, 
Welcome to the new Killer B show. And Brian was locked out of the studio. Now, I'm so I feel so vindicated though that it actually did lock you out. Like I was like, but, okay, maybe but can I, I go on record? May I, open can, a door. may I go on record by saying that if that should ever happen again, okay. that you should have two options. Uh-huh. One, bang that hard right. on that on Pops. that door. Uh-huh. Two, if engineering is unlocked, go into Blitz and start banging on that fucking door. Okay. And if three a lot of times you can go, did you know there was a back entrance yeah, in there? Yeah, by the shower. Go back yeah. by the shower. Yeah. That door always is open. Yeah, that's the door I used to come in. Okay. So, so now, now, I'm, I mean, I wasn't now mad. we're square, buddy. Yeah, we are square. I'm a square, you're a square, we're all square. Welcome to the Killer Bees show. Do my do my Packers have a chance? No, or are they fucked? No, they're no, fucked. They're, they're fucked. fucked. They're completely fucked. They've got, they got to win every game and they need the two teams in front of them to Robert lose fucked. out. Well, no, no, no. Here's what they need. They need to win all three games, which I think they can. I, I actually think they can. I think they can. But then I think they need to tr- Detroit to, to lose to. Detroit has the Panthers, Sh- Chicago, and Green Bay left. And so they can't tie with Detroit because a tie with Detroit, I think Detroit has a better inner conference record. Yep. Detroit wins the tiebreaker. So they can't. So they have to hope that Detroit loses two of the next three, which I don't think Detroit loses to the Panthers or the, the shitty ass. Well, Bears. here's the way they can, because if they so they need Detroit to lose to Chicago and beat then they need to beat Detroit the last game of the year. Right. That would put them at four and two in the division. Right. Splitting the head to head. And then Detroit, even if they beat it, that's with Green Bay winning out. Even if Detroit beat, um, who's the other one against Carolina? So they would be eight. They'd end up eight and nine. Green Bay would end up um, in that scenario eight and nine, and Green Bay could end up nine and eight. But they could also end up eight and nine and still win it because they all three of their games aren't division right. Packers have Packers have a tall order on Sunday. So at, when at Miami, so here's the deal though they do. But here's the deal, like. And I wouldn't be talking about this shit if we were if we were going to post this post these games, but we're posting these on this is Friday, so we're posting this on this. You know, obviously you're listening to this, or you could. We're, we posted this on Friday. Dolphins are minus four on. Sunday. I think the Packers win that game. I think the Packers went out, Brian. But here's the deal: I really do. So if the well, if they win if out, the they pack, make the playoffs. If they win out, they make the playoffs. No matter uh, well, no matter what. No, not if Detroit. I guess if Detroit were to win their next two. They wouldn't necessarily. They like, wouldn't. So, what happens if Detroit and Green Bay tie? Then, Detroit, if if they tie at nine and eight, if they tie, yeah, if they if tie, they tie at, at nine and eight, Detroit will beat them because they will have a better record in the division. What if they tie at eight nine? Eight and nine, Green Bay would make it. Are because you serious? They, well, if if Detroit's loss was to if Detroit's loss again is were now to what Chicago about Seattle and Green Bay? What about Seattle? Because Seattle's actually ahead of both oh, of them. Yeah, that's true. Seattle, Seattle's got, I think, the Niners, the Chiefs, and like some other, um, maybe the Browns. I think. I think. Yeah. Well, they're not going to beat the Niners, right? Yeah. At this point, the Niners look pretty unbeatable. They probably don't beat the Chiefs. Somebody needs to probably pull. Oh, no, up. they already lost to the Niners. <clears throat> they, right. they have can at Kansas City loss home versus the Jets. And then Push. versus the Rams, oh, win, yeah. So I mean, they're winning. They're winning one of those three at, guaranteed. Well, at least one, if not two. Pro- so put if they win two, what's that put them? But them that at? makes them nine and eight. All right. So what if the P- Green Bay, Seattle, and and Detroit tie at nine and eight? Who goes? In that case, I think Seattle has the tiebreaker. Um, 
it, well, they would they would have the tiebreaker because they beat Detroit head to head, so that they would have that over Detroit. Um, but I don't know with with the three team thing how it works uh, because the Packers see. in Seattle never played, right? And and uh, so it goes it goes conference record first. It goes head to head first. Head to head first. If there's no head to head, then it goes. Well, if it splits, if it splits, it always or splits, right? Three way. I think it goes to conference record first, right? So here's the tie breaking: three or more clubs head to head, best one loss percentage in games among the clubs. So oh. in that situation, um, the Seahawks would be one and zero because they would have beaten Detroit, but the. <laughs> It, it, that doesn't make sense, though, when you haven't played everybody. Yeah. So, What's it say again? What's it say again? It's very confusing. What's Okay, so it's head-to-head. Then what? Best it's head-to-head, and then it's um, best one loss tied percentage in games played within the division. That's for two clubs. Best one loss tied game within oh, yeah. the division. <clears throat> for three. So I'm trying to find a wild card, though. Hold on. To break a tie for the wild card team, if necessary. If clubs are from the same division, apply division. If clubs are from different. But when there's three or more clubs... You apply the division tiebreaker to eliminate all but the highest-ranked club in each division. So in that scenario, at 9-8, and eight, Detroit is ahead of Green Bay at 9-8. and eight. At 8-9, eight and nine, Green Bay would be ahead of Detroit if Detroit <laughs> lost so to Chicago the fucking Packers and Green Bay. They're, they're done. No, yeah, the no, Packers have to play at the Dolphins. They've got the Vikings and the Lions. And they can, done, they can really – they actually, bizarrely, can afford to lose the game to the, the Dolphins – as long as they beat the Lions and Minnesota and Detroit loses to um, Chicago. Packers go two and one. They're done. Detroit, no, no. They, said they, 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 could, they, could, go, gonna... they could go two and one, but they yeah. said as long as Detroit went one and two, that ties them at eight and nine. Yeah, but in that scenario uh, at eight and nine. How many games have Seattle won as of right now? There's seven. All right, so that means that Seattle has to only win one more game of their three, and they have who? Kansas City? Well, that would so yeah. So at who, not, who does Seattle have left? They have uh, Kansas City. Who the um, fuck is another, another, another fucking clinic? Maybe it's him calling back. Uh, hello, Bubba. I'm I'm on my show. Hello, Booba. Car warranties. Looking to for some solar. Looking to refinance my house. Anybody? Look. Hello. Hello. So the Seahawks have the Jets and uh, and the Rams. Brent, they never want to talk. Most no. of the time, they fucking hang up. Who, who do they have? They have the Kansas City at Kansas City, and then they host the Jets and the Rams. They could. The Jets could pull. I mean, the Jets the are Jets do or could, die too. They're, they're playing for their lives. So let's. So they all tie at eight and nine. They all tie okay. at eight. eight. Eight and nine. They all tie. Then in that scenario, uh, as long as Detroit. Did beat as long as their one win is against Carolina, Green Bay would have the division tiebreaker over them. If if they d- didn't lose to Carolina, or if they lost to Carolina but but beat Chicago and then lost to Green Bay, then you'd look at games within the conference first. And so the conference tiebreaker at that point, Detroit would be would would. <sighs> It it would they have what they have three games left one all of them are in conference so they would be six and six and uh, seven no they'd be six and six in conference Green Bay would be seven uh, or potentially six and six in conference as well Wow then where where then where does it go to 
So then you would go to... Wow, this is a show in itself. Best one loss tied percentage in common games. Oh, my God. You look at every now game. Now you're getting into... Wow. Yeah. Which could be a and don't tie think, also And, and Brent, don't point. think that all, all three of these organizations don't have some fucking nerd boy like Brian in a room that's they got do. all this broke down? So every which I mean every fucking which way, but here, anyway. Here's where Green Bay would be in trouble, potentially, is then you get into strength of victory, and Detroit has one of the highest strength of victories. And in, so that's why and one of the things I was fucking yelling at at, at LaFleur was I would have punched it in. Yes. Monday night football this past weekend, yes. and there was like forty five seconds left and they had a timeout and it was first down, or then they and or they, and then it was, they had three downs to get they're on the one yard line. And they just fucking kneeled. You punch I, it in. I'm fucking rat because I know Brian that eventually, it, it, four, six, seven tiebreakers down the line, it comes to total points. Well, I know he, points well, have yeah. something to do with it. it that str- strength of victory. And so you're you're playing the Rams. They're in your division. So rack up the fucking point. Now, if you're playing the Raiders or somebody out of the division, that probably wouldn't apply. But you, when you're playing somebody in your division. I'm sure in, even in there the is one scenario, yeah, even your it's conference. So, that's after strength of schedule. It goes to best combined ranking among conference teams in points scored and points allowed in all games. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's so, important. I mean, yes. And then, your defense, and then it's your de- all teams. Then it's AFC and NFC. So it's point differential. So the Packers should have punched it in. Yeah. If I'm Matt LaFleur, I'd be like, you know what? I know that there is a tiebreaker. It might be four or five cogs down the road, but it has to do with points. And the difference of points within my division, uh, within my conference, and Punch so I'm punching at home. And I, you know, I put my I put my fucking Earl Campbell, uh, AJ Dillon in there to score his third touchdown of the night on a on a 22 fucking standard high school dive. Yep. Bam! And my my line was killing their line. Tail back through the two hole. Yeah. Boom. And then you know what? I'm, that didn't work. So on third down, I tried the same thing. You know, then 21 on, dive. Then on the fourth down, I tried the same fucking thing. But <laughs> and you know what? Then the time ran out, and we won anyway. So what the fuck are we talking about here? But right. we're missing. We're missing. This is there's a high likelihood that the Washington Redskins, well, Commanders, lose out. Don't they're, be a racist. At, at San Francisco versus Cleveland. Oh, versus so then Dallas. that shuffles all of our guys up, except Green Bay then lost two, to Washington. Then two of those three. Well, no, because Washington has a tie, so they would be seven, nine, and one. Oh, not, yeah. not eight and nine. Right. So, that tie fucks them. Yep. Yep, dirty tie fuckers. But, 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 I can help I don't you believe in ties. But honestly, I don't see anybody beating the Eagles in the NFC yeah. in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I mean, we can sit here. Hey, we can sit here and talk about. Hold on, we can sit here and talk about the fucking bottom feeders all we want. But my, you're, you're right. The Eagles and the Niners. And the Niners yeah, good luck. It. I mean, those. I mean, that's yeah. that's the NFC. And and, yeah. and Buffalo and Kansas City. Buffalo you know? and it's been and those. Although are the four. don't sleep on Cincinnati again. Yeah, they, they, Joe Burrow's starting to get it, and Jamar Chase is back. They've won. Look, they're the hottest team in football. They've won. Well, second hottest. They've won six in a row. The Niners have. So won you think seven. Joe Burrow's hot, huh? Well, he's he's uh, he's steamy, <laughs> Brian. I was uh, I was go- so you got- listen. So we have some protocol. The next time you're locked out, me and Brent are talking yep. business. Yep, yep. I'll just interrupt fucking, the fuck. Yeah, out of you. just interrupt yep. the fuck out of me. Okay, got please. It. Got it. Uh, and and I'm don't so, don't be I mad at me. I feel so vindicated that that door locked on you. <laughs> at first, I thought you were being funny about how hard I should knock, and then I was like, oh, he's really fucking locked out. And then I kind of did a celebration, and you were screaming. You had your face up against the glass. Right, Marianne. I was I so on sixty minutes, and I don't know that we can even really get into this. And you're gone all next week, aren't you? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm out of town, but I could always call in. Oh no, I'm gonna fuck that. Call in. Are you back on the air next week? 
yeah, I, I'm going to be, I'm not, I mean, I'm going to be at my apartment. I'm not going to be going, I'm not, the, the show is completely off, but I'm going to, you know that I'm going to, I mean, when I live this close to the studio, why not just kind of, like, I might call Brent one day and say, hey, Brent, you want to go fuck around on the radio a little bit? Oh, okay. You know, like, you might want to go fuck around, right. you know, do some shit. Right. And, you know, just do a show. That's the kind, you know what? Another thing, how many of those, right, even in Group A, how many of those Group A, the all-time upper echelon of all terrestrial radio in the history of the free-living world, the group that I established as A, not Brent, not too many of them had these type of lavish studios, bars and stripper bars, no. I mean, and showers and, you know, fucking pool table, poke, we had our own Clem's Clubhouse, oh, fuck. Love it. Toilets that smell like they're leading to the gates of hell right now. Well, Shut hey. up. I'm telling you, listen, man. That's what you, toilet smell like. Yeah, when you're in the com- when you live in the when you live in the commercial uh, in a commercial park, when your studios are in a industrial park, what do you expect? We probably in the overall shit, you know, order are in a last. Our shit probably has to sit there and fucking wait for a little bit for all the rich people's shit to go down. I, I don't. I don't think you know how that works. <laughs> I don't. Know. Um, I some guy, my <clears throat> toilets have to wait to get flushed. Yeah, like you know, MJ that lives Sal on. South Tampa comes first. Yeah, so. Sunday on 60 Minutes, I was watching this, and I was like, holy shit, Brian need I need to talk to Brian about this. So this is from 60 Minutes this past Sunday, okay? Yeah. New multi-billion dollar industry where investors fund lawsuits. Here's the idea. Say someone was wronged by a big corporation. But oh, hold on. No you can't see it, can you? No, but I, I I read the article. No, but fuck. No, no, that. I did, I did. Yeah, which was yeah, the article that. was the quotes fuck, from I got a Leslie right Stahl. Here, motherfucker. But it was no, from you're dumb as fuck. It was from Leslie Stahl. I saw. I, I listened to it all. Yeah, but hold on. It's well, not, read it all. It's not the same. Well, no, with her drone monotone voice. Blitz, tell him. Blitz. Tell him. Blitz, 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 blitz. Tell them. Tell them the quality, or you gotta be able to see Leslie Stahl. She's yeah, old, they're old bag. They use about seven hundred filters. They use about seven hundred filters on her. She's been on sixty minutes since nineteen sixty six. Back in the day, though. Back in the day, <laughs> Leslie would have me stalling on the back. You know, stretch. Leslie Stahl has called into this show probably four or five times. No, really? She has. Yes, but she was on. The... She was on CBS's Forty Eight Hours, yeah. and she used to call in back when we were on Ninety Eight Rock. Yeah, about what? Just like but whatever their stories? forty-eight hour stories would, oh, would be, okay. like to they'd promote. have a, they'd have a forty-eight hours coming up, and she would call in to, to, and it was actually really, she was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah, well, I never had. I can't even fucking remember. And she called in. I think she called in. I'm pretty sure she did the day after we were fined seven hundred fifty-five thousand dollars. The next day we were on the air, and I think Leslie Stahl called in that day. <laughs> Brent is the show historian. <laughs> it was Brian. Do me a favor. Go Google. CBSnews.com. I, I did. And find this article. Uh-huh. And it has Leslie Stahl. Has Leslie Stahl with her with her. Let me hold on. Don't I, hold I mean, I, like hold I on. Said, just be quiet a sec. It's my show, not yours, stupid fucker. <clears throat> hold on. All right, all right. So I want you to get on your computer. Uh-huh. And I want you to go to oh, it seems like no, let me see. Hold on. I'm at uh, the slowest I can go is point oh three. What are you talking about? Okay, I, I got it. Um, I got the fucking story, the video story. It says litigation funding. Yeah, I got it. I got it. And Leslie Stahl is in a black room with a black with a red book behind her. You got it? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, you have the video pulled up on your computer. And the total time 
is 13 minutes and seven seconds. Yeah, I'm at uh, three seconds in. Okay, so we're, we're good. All right. All right, ready? One, two, three, hit it. Funding. It's a relatively new, multi-billion dollar industry where investors fund lawsuits. Here's the idea. Listen, Say listen someone was wronged by a big corporation but has no money to sue it. A litigation funder will pay for their court battle. In essence, they're betting on the lawsuit the way traders bet on stocks. If it's successful, they make money, sometimes a lot of money. If it fails, the funders get nothing. Their investment is lost. Litigation funding can help in cases where otherwise the little guy who's suing would just get crushed or lowballed by defendants with deep pockets. Problem is, this market is exploding with nearly no rules or oversight. I'm the story this, will way. continue in a moment. I, oh, hold on. I'm going to keep it that right. This is quite an honor to be able to three. When, I, say, when I tell you to stop, click your button. Three, the two, one, stop. Con- All right. Listen, Brian. Yes, I know you're familiar with this litigation shit. I know you. But they deep dive into some shit that I didn't know where, like, the nine guy people that were supposed to get 90 grand as part of the Twin Towers Relief Fund got fucked with, and then this scam of this, fu- you know, like, the, like there's some inner scam. But they get fucked scam. with. It's, but they, it's there's some inner, But hold on. Yeah. I'm sure that you maybe aren't familiar with some of this stuff. No, no. I have clients who have used this, that they have availed themselves of these legal funding companies. Now, they talk on, about it on a much larger <laughs> scale, and that scale that they talk about it on is actually the only scale that it should be legally permissible, which is large, high-stakes litigation where the person literally can't afford to... You know, to like to continue million with dollars. It. They will lose the case because they can't afford to continue to litigate it at all. Versus, man, I wish I would have had that deal, Brent. When I when I had to go against the feds, seven hundred thousand dollars of my own fucking oh money that I God. never got back. Oh, so that's yeah. what destroyed. That's what just Cox taking me to federal court with you know, bam, 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 starts with an N. Yeah, and it's not a bad word. I can't. There's two. It's it's what well, it is a bad. It's an N word. Starts with an N. They bankrupted me. They knew exact. Cox knew exactly what they were doing, Brent. They're like, let's get him in it, federal court. Yep. We've we've seen his contract, so he he um, doesn't hold. He he's responsible for all of his own. He indemnifies the comp the the company, and all in his company pays for all lawsuits. So because we used to employ him, so we know his contract. So let's get him part of a federal lawsuit. Yeah, that, that'll that'll that, fucking that, bankrupt that him. That will drain you. You remember the porn star Lisa Ann? Yeah. So she's a really fucking awesome, cool person. And she wrote a book and she was getting fucked with so bad and she had to sue these people. And she lost her whole fucking retirement over legal fees in federal court. Yeah. You're, so she's, she's. She had to go back. She had to go back and stripping. Do, to do more content to make her money. Oh, but she go. was ready to retire for life. Yeah. And she had to spend a lot of money on lawyers and, and yeah. legal fees. Like. So I'm glad I got some friends. Yeah. That's why my co-host here is an attorney, ladies and gentlemen, Brian Petroni. <laughs> hold, on, hold on, ready? Three, two, one, hit it. California. Are we so synced up pretty good, Brian? This yeah. one too? Where Craig Underwood's family farm had been growing jalapenos for three those decades. Mexicans working. So you used to have peppers as far as the eye could see. As you were driving through the valley... Peppers were every place. Mexicans. But I heard that you had one customer. One customer, Hui Fong Foods. 
Hui Fong makes the world famous okay. sriracha okay, three, hot sauce. Two, in one, stop. They- okay, when I lived in California in 2013 and 2014, I lived not far from where they make sriracha. Yeah. And the pepper was so bad, the town sued this guy, Hui Fong. Yeah. They sued this guy because he didn't have vents. Right. The proper vents and like the pepper. But burning the <laughs> eyes of the locals. Into the town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sounds like a South Park episode, it was. doesn't it? It was. <laughs> Small dude, little city is getting eyes burned out from the pepper farm down the, far, down the, down the road who <laughs> won't fucking vent properly because it costs too much money. The, then the media is all down at the Sriracha factory and this is an Asian dude, little Asian dude comes out. He's oh. like, he's like, why you hate me? Like, and it, it turned into a whole hubbub in the his, the, the, the community was Hispanic, and then it almost turned into a racial deal. It was yeah. a whole thing. Well, I'll thing. tell you, my, my brother lived out in Sacramento for a while, and he lived near the uh, Kikoman soy factory. That fucking stunk, too, because that's a fermentation yeah, process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. yeah. Soy's even worse than chilies. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, if you had to live in Chili Town or fucking Soy Town, I don't know where you'd fucking pick. Yeah, your eyes are burning. <clears throat> oh, my God. Or you're a soy boy. Hold on. Three, two, one. Click. They abruptly severed ties with Underwood. His business dried up overnight. From what? Is there anything growing here at all? Can you tell? Um, there's nothing planted here and up here. It's just weeds. It's pretty arid. Facing ruin, he sued Hui Fong for breach of contract and won $23 million. But they appealed. They appealed. You couldn't collect any of the money. No. We were looking at whether we could survive or not. You know, every week we were trying to find enough cash to pay. All right, the- so they had underwear. So this ranch exclusively had all this land and geared all up and had all these workers and all this equipment for sriracha to, for them to provide yep. X amount of you know, as much as they can grow to sriracha. Well, sriracha probably found oh, you know doing it five cents a pound. Yeah, somebody cheaper. down the road who's fucking ran by Guido in you know in Youngstown, Ohio, uh-huh. that says uh, fucking <laughs> hey, I know a friend of a friend that says uh, you need to undercut this bid by five yeah. cents. And, and then, I got people in the country illegally they're going to pick your peppers for right, five cents an hour. Exactly. And then I know I got a couple of fucking moles on the upper end of of the uh, sriracha I, I deal. Cut I know the cost down by about fifty percent. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. So Sriracha calls up this fucking guy and says, uh, yeah, hey, you're listen, done, buddy. we got some good news for you. Get your cleats and get to stepping. Yep. The bills. Make sure. We always made Coco make those calls, remember? Because <laughs> Coco was the worst at customer service. <laughs> like, uh, hello. Okay, man. Uh, yeah, this is Bubba, uh, Bubba Army Merchandise Department. I heard you had a problem with your sweatshirt. Uh-huh. Uh, yes, sir. You know, I think I, I think I ordered a double X, but really, really, I needed uh, an X. Uh, can you get any? Uh, fuck you, buddy. I'm going to tell you right now, there's no fucking returns around here, you stupid fuck. <laughs> You're not God. Do an order the right fucking T-shirt. Uh-huh. Nothing more. I'll give anything for fucking free. <laughs> get your cleats. Get the fucking kitchen's closed. Cancel Christmas. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> that, that, Brian, that would be our customer service. That was our merchandising guy. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, uh, hello? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I just want to let you know that I have a little uh, stain on my white uh, Bob Army shirt, and uh, I like to. I get you fucking stain. Give me a fucking brain. I ain't no fucking stains. I, I pack every one of those fucking shirts. I'm just fucking twenty five. Did you put any stains in the shirt? Nah, sir, man. I didn't put no show fucking. Man, fuck you, buddy. Fuck you. I don't care if you ever fucking order nothing. And again, man, fuck you. And I'll get nothing for free. Fuck you. Kitchen's closed. Cancel Christmas. I'm rugged. I'll beat your fuck up. Look, you don't show up at your door and beat the fuck out of you. <laughs> right? That's what God said. Totally. <laughs> we could make payroll. He couldn't afford to keep fighting. So, what he, so listen, so he's in the court battle, and he wins, but Johnny Corporate America appeals, and he yep. doesn't have enough money to, you know, he barely survived to pay the legal fees it took to win. 
but he did win, but he really didn't win because now he has to win again in order to collect that first win. I mean, layman right. terms, Brian, that's kind of how it is, right? Yep. yep you got to win again in order to get that first win. In. And appellate attorneys are super. <clears throat> so, well, this is the way you know Trump ran his business: is he would you would either take what he gave you, which was half of what he bargained with you for, for the windows that you installed, or he'll tie you up in lawsuits for years and you'll go bankrupt fighting him in court. Yep. And and that it is scummy. It is disgusting. It is. But he's not the only billionaire no, that does I'm that. Not, by I'm the way, not, I'm not calling like, singling him out. I'm just saying he's the most notoriously. Now, is, known there any, is, any, clearly, is there any? Is there any? Clearly, the Sriracha Company <coughs> and Hui Chi Minh or whatever his name is is on the hook for oh, this. Too. But hold on now. But guy, is there any? Guy's, guy's is there guy. any Donald Trumps in the world? Any of these huge, huge, you know, conglomerate, you know, uh, real estate moguls own skyscrapers and shit that, you know, like build buildings. And like when the window bill comes in, they say, uh, uh, here's the check. Like, you know, no. it's, they pay it. No, like they actually pay it. Yeah. I'm sure there's a few that pay their, their contract. I think they knew. I think they fucking negotiate nickel and dime people right down to zero. Well, they're awful. Until he heard of an investment firm that back Look at this. Look at Brian. Did you ever, have you, did you ever, rec- did you, have you ever seen it on this scale? Not no. This this company is next like, level. But this company, to say, like, this like, company isn't loaning money to my clients. This company that. is loaning money on multi million dollar. I, like, I, I think their minimum is five million dollars. I know, but like, look, doesn't this just blow your mind? Yeah, I mean, hold it's, on here. Oh, so one, two, three, hit it. In his situation, we make the playing field level, and that's what people should be wanting in litigation. Christopher Bogart is the CEO of Burford Capital. He funds litigants and takes a chunk of their award if they win. We are a multi-billion dollar company because litigation is expensive and there's an awful lot of demand from businesses for this kind of solution. So is it a loan? It's a non-recourse financing. So what in other, does non-recourse? <laughs> what does that mean? What it means is that if the case that we're financing doesn't succeed, then we don't get our money back. And so it's different from a loan in the sense that a loan, obviously, you're always having to pay you're, back you're on the, the principal. If yeah. your side loses, you get nothing. That's correct. Still, Craig Underwood was torn because if he won the appeal, Burford would get a big chunk. But seeing no other choice, he took $4 million from them. Soon after, he won the appeal and the $23 million. But then he had to pay his lawyers and square away with Burford. We had to give them $8 million to pay for the, the four that we got and the four that, you know, was their, um, their fee. Did you think when you realized they were going to charge you 100% that that was predatory? Some people might think that. I didn't feel that way because they she, stepped she, in and helped us out. She wasn't expecting that answer. We couldn't no. have gotten money she, from anybody else. They basically rescued us. Founded in 2009, Burford is the world's largest litigation funder with $5 billion okay. invested Three, in multiple two, lawsuits. One, stop. Is it? Brian, so they, do they have like a bunch of Brian Petronis yes. that are just, hold on, at these computer screens combing the internet, looking into various county and municipal, you know, like into various complaints that just got filed and like looking into potential lawsuits with Mary J. McGillicuddy in uh, Warsaw, Indiana, who got hit by a fucking Amazon truck uh, or like, like are, are they just scouring the Internet looking for really super high end shit? This company may be uh, direct targeting people in that manner. 
uh, because they are high end though. But they're not looking for Mary got hit by a, an Amazon truck. They're looking for uh, supplier to Amazon has a breach of contract claim, just like this scenario right here. Right, that's it's what they're a looking for. Perfect example, right? Where there's multi million dollar litigation and they, they can get a a good return. Now the key is their analyst lawyers who look at these cases come up with a case value, come up with a likelihood of success on the merits of the case. So hold on, sure- hold on. So if you're one of these case managers, one of these Brian Petronis, you know, I, well, hold on, you'd probably be a partner in the firm, but early on in your, let's say yeah. 10 years ago. Like right now, I, I, even right now, I probably would start out with them as an analyst. Probably on the upper end, though, right? But, yeah, and they mean, probably I could have, be a, yeah, because I have experience. I right. could be a, a higher All right, so level. So they have the, they have guys like you that are just scouring these things, and then you got to come up with what a cost, how much it's going to cost the firm, cost benefit analysis, right? Yeah. And then you got to so, come up with how much do you think you could potentially win, right? What you know, what what you know, and then and and then how long it potentially will go. Now, in the case, and of then the, you have to look at is it is it going to be possibly an appellate issue, right? And, and am I, is the people that I'm fighting, you know, what's their what's their history over the years? Do they do they always hire some slinging dicks and go go long? Or are they no notorious settlers? Like you, you probably have to look into that, right? Not just that. Do they have the ability to pay any judgment that's rendered against them? Right. So right. you know, the fear of bankruptcy and and losing half of the money in a bankruptcy proceeding. Um, you know, that that risk is there for this company. So they, they play high stakes. Uh, I think later, you know, the, well, they'll get into their success rate, which is, you know, what you would expect it to be for a company like this. But, you know, it's it's a it's a part of the calculus that goes into it. And and it is they've got to be careful. Now the problem that I have is not. No, as a junior, company. like if you if you were an assistant for this place, Burford, whatever, and your case loses. Do you get like do that? Does that get on? Is that kind of on your tab? Like, I, did they keep tabs like where you they, had like three losers this year and only two winners? They probably have multiple layers of of approval through their process through their underwriting process. So I, I don't know that you would you know whoever made the final sign off may have some problems with it. But there's going to be losses. Litigation doesn't. There's not a guarantee. If it was, you a don't know what a jury's going to do. Litigation's dirty, is it's, it not? It, it is so it fucking dirty. And I dirty. think sixty minutes was trying to get into man. Litigation is dirty. Hold on. Ready? Three, two, one. Hit it. Actually safer in today's environment to invest in litigation than in the stock market? Well, the benefit that you get from litigation is that litigation doesn't fluctuate the same way that the markets do. What's your average investment? When we're financing a single piece of litigation, it would be very rare for us to be below $5 million dollars. Um, and it goes up from there. Let's say you have a huge case with tens of millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. What kind of percentage do you expect to to win at the end? On an average basis, we'll largely double our money. Are there cases where you Three, actually two, one, walked away stop. with more money? We largely, we largely double. Yep. Right. So that's a hundred percent. Right. Yeah, well, well, look at the Sriracha case. That. The guy already got a judgment. Now they're just financing him through his appeal. And so there's so a he's lot, already won. There's a lot more certainty in that scenario. Right. Yes, Sriracha may win on appeal on a technicality. Maybe. Probably maybe won't. like a one out of twenty shot. But he won he won the appeal. But but he did win it. Yeah. So their risk in that scenario they gotta start paying now? was much lower. What's Hold on. It? They paid him. Coming out in three, two, one, hit it. Money than the plaintiff, the person who was wronged. So 
That doesn't happen very often. But occasionally. It certainly can happen. There's no legal limit on how big a chunk litigation funders can take, and the deals are confidential. Bogart argues that the reason they demand so much is because of the big risks they take. But actually, they pick their cases very carefully. So these are all lawyers? Indeed they are. And what are they doing? Do you they know? are fundamentally vetting uh, potential cases that we might finance for corporate clients. We certainly do diligence on those matters those to try to choose clients. ones that are meritorious yeah. um, and that will be successful. How often are you right? We're right about 90% of the time and Ooh. we're wrong Coming about down in three, two, one, what stop. What the I mean, only Justice Department's got 90, a higher percentage than them. 90%, Brian. Yeah. Man. Yeah. They're not loaning because if they, if they come now, who back. who owns these corporate? Who well, owns. This is a private hedge fund called Burford. Okay, but like I'm saying, like this. Brent, is this like some of the Apollo Global kind of shit? Exactly. This, this, is, is, this is the type that you can't invest in unless you're coming to the table with 20, these 100 are, million. These are the U.S. oligarchs of. of uh, these, yes. are, these are the big. The, the plutocrats. Yeah, these are the plutocrats. These are the people that, hold on, these are the people that in that one little excerpt of George Carlin where he says, yes. they don't want you. They yeah. don't like because they, they're, they're coming for your social security. Yeah, they're, they're, coming they're coming for it all. They're coming for it all, and they're going to get it. And there's only a few of them. They're going to get it. There's a big club, and you're not going to get it. He said it. Neither am I. He said it. Neither am I. Fuck it. But you know what? He was so right, was he not? 100%. He was, there's a big club, and you ain't in it, and neither am I. <laughs> he goes, they don't care about you? Because let me say this again. They don't give a fuck about you. <laughs> yeah. It's 100% true. All right, coming down in three, two, one. Client that you've given all this money to, invested in, wants to settle, and you think that's a mistake. Clients are free to run their litigations as they see fit. They're free to work with their lawyers as they see fit, and we don't interfere with that relationship. It's not uncommon for them to come and ask for our advice, but it's advice, and the client is free to disregard that advice and, and take its own path. But Maya Steinitz, a law professor at the University of Iowa, says there are ethics rules for lawyers, but not for these investors. The funders are not regulated. No. There's nothing precluding them legally from pressuring a client to settle. The rules of ethics are very clear, that the lawyer has to abide by the wishes of the client. But human nature is human nature. Yes. There may be an inclination to be pulled towards the person who is paying. Because Why is this important? Here's the thing. Why should someone out, out there two, who is not involved in a... The client has no pressure from the company because they've already gotten the fucking money. So it's there's no pressure from the company to settle. The only pressure would be is if the interest is going to continue to accrue, then they may feel like it's a better deal now. They have to make a, a cost-benefit analysis. A better deal now. But they cannot say, you need to settle this now. We need our money back. They have no control over that decision-making process whatsoever. So this is kind of misleading for her to say that, right. that clients could feel pressured. No, they couldn't. They couldn't. Now, the only way maybe— See, Brian, wasn't it good for me to see this on Sunday? It, need this, you needed to seize this shit, didn't you, may, buddy? Yeah. Maybe if they had— or we're trying to get additional fundings in the future, and the company says, look, we need you to get this one wrapped up because if you lose this one, we're never going to do this again for you. Or if you don't take this now, we're done. That would be the only way that they could really influence anything. And the other thing that's kind of misleading per by, by the way that the tone that they're taking is 
they're they're trying to make it seem like the courts have a stake in or care who pays the legal be- bills. They don't. Like right. they the, the judge, the court has no has stake no bearing in the, on the well, it does have a little bearing on the verdict because I mean, listen, at the end of the day, the ones that's funded and has unlimited funds can do fake. Right, they right. can do mock trials, right, they can but, do all this research. You got Johnny fucking mom and pop over there. Well, that's why but, but who comes shit. up with who comes up with that money and who pays it has right. the court doesn't care. And 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 in this scenario, with with this type of high stakes litigation, this truly does level the playing field. Yeah. Because so the little you, guy has yeah, some representation. Exactly. Which is why the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, as we'll see later in this in this piece, <laughs> comes out against of legal course funding. They do, because right, they want the corporations down. to be able to crush you. Right. Three, two, one, hit it. A lawsuit. Care. For multiple reasons. First of all, there's this new industry and a new type of player, litigation funders. Uh, who are reshaping every aspect of the litigation process, which cases get brought, how long are they pursued, when are they settled. But all of this is happening without transparency. So we have one of the three branches of government, the judiciary, that's really being quietly transformed. And there's what? very little no. oversight. No, it's no, 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 coming no, out no, in three, no, two, no, one, no, stop. No, 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 no she's no. completely wrong. It's, it's, it's the is fact this, that she's a, a law professor. Deal? The fact is this that is this a libertard deal? No, this is a. Brent, this is this a woke deal? No, because the, 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 the this legal, is a law professor that's smelling her own farts and coming up with legal <laughs> theories out of the. Say it again. What is this? This is a law professor that's smelling her own farts and coming up with legal theories out of the clear blue sky. Because none of that. I'm telling you what this is. This is a law professor who. After reaching out to 20 other law professors and not getting the answer that they wanted, 60 Minutes landed on this lay from what, the University of Iowa? Big I law mean, school, the I University mean, of what Iowa. What the fuck? Yeah. So, <laughs> so, suing cows and shit. They There's went, nobody from Georgetown or Harvard right. or Yale on there. Yeah. Like actual, you don't see like, Harvard on here. Yeah. So, so what she's trying to allege is that somehow this is changing the judiciary. No, it's changing business. It's changing the way and and the level of risk that a litigant can take on. On this scale, I will say this. I don't prefer it for the small guy for like the individual person who's been in an auto accident uh, it, it it is the it, it is absolutely a last well, they case won't take scenario. it they won't take it the level here, they, oh, no, they, don't, they one, won't but even. But you'll hear later right. on. They want big dollars, you'll, no whammies. This, this company does. But you have other companies, RD Legal Funding. You have Oasis. You have Peachtree. You have J.G. Wentworth. You have U.S. Claims. I know them all because my clients have reached out to right. them all. And I, deter, I try to deter them at every I was like, if you have any other means. J.G. Wentworth, need my money now. Yeah. Well, you know they got money. They can spend all but, of those commercials. But yeah. they, but yeah. they, they, have, like they have money. I, I bet you their win percentage medieval is fighters 96%. With their balls hanging out. Yeah. Because they're going off these low... 877 now. 877 cash now. All right, let's get back to this piece. Hey, was it not cool that I saw this and you didn't, bitch? And I knew that you needed... I mean, this is something that you definitely would have watched, right? Yeah, no, no, I would have. Three, two, one, start. Those regulations insist on transparency in this industry. One entity that's been very uh, vocal is the U.S. Uh, Chamber of Commerce that represents big businesses because mm-hmm. uh, the, the sector that's most concerned about this is big corporations. Now there's money to sue them oh. and there's Ooh. money to persevere and yeah, not sounds, to settle early at a discount. That sounds big terrible. Business, it <laughs> would big like business. to have regulation. Yes. How interesting, because yes. they don't like regulation. And how many of her clients are big business? <laughs> Generally. Except when it helps yeah. them. Generally. 
Burford usually funds huge cases involving big, sophisticated Coming corporations. Coming down in three, two, one, now. There are only now. a handful of investment firms like it whose business Stop. is solely oh, investing in litigation. All right, try, get to that spot, Brian. Yep, I got it. I'm pretty good at this. At 751. Mm-hmm. Brent, one of the reasons I wanted to play it is for our situation. So our 60 Minutes mentioned the Hogan deal. So, like, that just kind of, you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. I mean, like, now you got, when 60 Minutes is yeah. mentioning something, that's pretty much Americana. Americana mainstream. Right. With a Ted, with a Ted liberal. Oh, yeah, definitely. All right. Three, two, one, hit it. But hedge funds, foreign government funds, and wealthy individuals are also getting into this market. But because there are no regulations... In most cases, litigation funders remain anonymous in court. Right. In 2012, a billionaire, Peter Thiel, secretly funded wrestler Hulk Hogan's invasion of privacy lawsuit against the website Gawker that drove it out of business. Thiel had his own long-standing score to settle with the site. Makes no difference. been injured in an accident. But litigation funding isn't just... And cases worth gazillions. You can get cash as soon as the same day. Oh, this is part These of the deal. ads are for a whole other category of litigation funding companies. All right, three, two, one, stop. Cash. But Brent, can you not believe that they covered the, the Peter Thale deal? You know what? I'm so shocked by They actually got it right in saying that it was an invasion of privacy case, not yeah. a First right. Amendment case. Yeah. So right. I would give them credit for getting that part right. I would, which also leads to... And nothing that they said was uh, untrue. Our deal. Nothing yeah. they said was untrue. Peter Thiel did have an axe to grind with sure. Gawker and did finance and Hogan's guess what? litigation. The jurors, on, the jurors on that court never knew that information. <laughs> because they, because it's, it's irrelevant. It's not, it's not it's material. It's completely, it's, it's completely irrelevant. Yeah, it has nothing to do with the merits of the claim and the facts at issue. And that's the key. Yeah, like they uh, say it like they should know. No, they, they shouldn't no, it fucking has know. To it's do irrelevant. With... Who is paying for the ability to sue? has nothing to do with anything. And that's why it doesn't come in. Three, two, one, start. You can get cash in as little as 24 hours. Directly to individuals who are suing in smaller cases. And Brian, it's all real slick looking too, is it not? Injury accidents. From 500 to... They need the money to pay their household bills so they can hold out for larger settlements. The beauty of pre-settlement funding is that if you lose... You don't have to pay back anything. Call now. But in the ads, it's easy to miss that if you win, you might have to pay a hefty sum. This group of litigation funders charges so much because, again, they say the risk is so high, especially given that the applicants for these advances are often broke, injured, out of work, and with no assets. But we found rates running high even when they're seemingly minimal or no risk. Take the case of former NYPD officer Donald Sefcik, who was entitled to money from the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund. He became ill after he raced to ground zero. And how long did you stay? I stayed there approximately uh, nine days. Inhaling all that Uh, dust? It was so much dust down there that you could not see your hand in front of your face. So obviously you had medical issues. Yeah. I couldn't run. I couldn't breathe. So you were entitled from that uh, (laughs) compensation fund to get $90,000. Yes. You were told you would get $90,000. I can't run run or breathe. Where's my 90? Yes. He knew he would eventually get more. This is where it gets real sticky. So He needed money for his medical care.
So an ad in the paper caught his eye. And it said, R&D legal funding can get your money faster. We can cut through the red tape. Oh. So uh, I called R&D legal funding. But then after I signed all the documents and sent over All right, to coming them, down in three, uh, two, one, They came back one, at an interest rate. So, <clears throat> Brian, that's this... 877 went, he's S- talking about idea. like those real bottom fever motherfuckers, so, right? This is the, and so this is the problem with them is not only, so one, they, they loan out very small sums of money for the most part. They don't take on huge risk. They are shrimping. They're not whaling. So the other dudes we were talking about were whaling. They're whaling. whaling. Yeah. They're whaling. And Captain they're actually, but here, they're not just whaling. This, these guys are throwing out cast nets. They're yeah. not just whaling. They are necessary, a necessary evil in those scenarios, and they are dealing with sophisticated business clients who know what the fuck they're doing. Right. In these scenarios, you're dealing with this guy shrimping and dealing with ham and eggers who who don't know the ramifications and don't know the financial implications of what they're doing. And what they do is this. So, okay. I'm going to loan you $2,000. You need to make rent. You haven't been able to work for a week because of your car accident. You're going to miss a paycheck. I'm going to loan you $2,000 so you can make rent. But I'm charging you a $350 origination fee. I'm charging you a $100 wiring transferring fee. And I'm charging you an extra $75 every six months on top of everything as a case monitoring fee. And so they tack on all of these fees. They take out some of them on the front side. So your $2,000 loan, you're actually only getting, the client's actually only getting $1,500. And if you paid it back the next day, you owe them $2,500. Because they build in the interest. The interest is payable in six month I mean, chunks on the first day. Shady, is it not? It, it's shady it, as fuck. It, it is. I try. I beg my clients. Is it not shady as fuck? It's shady as fuck, and I beg them. I say, please. Don't. Now, there are. You should probably say, tell your clients, even if you don't sign sign, sign up for me, go somewhere else. Well, no, no. They, they, I'm representing them during this process because they, they won't sign somebody who doesn't have an attorney. That's the other thing is they're not signing somebody. Like, his situation might have been different because he had a pending claim that he may not have had legal representation right. for. In that scenario... You know, he's really a victim of all this uh, because he didn't have somebody to say, whoa, this isn't a good idea for you. Let's read the fine print, how long this could take, how this could could really uh, impact you. Now, there are some companies now that is a uh, will will limit it to double whatever the original loan amount is, which is a little bit more stomachable because litigation you can't control. It could take two years. It could take a year. Trust me. I know I've been in parts of five years. Five years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So some of these companies, the interest accrues the entire time. So somebody who gets three thousand dollars in 2018, whose case settles in 2022, now has to pay back sixteen thousand dollars. I mean, it it gets that bad sometimes. It's like, I mean, it's it's triple loan shark. I mean, it? it is, and and again, tri- tri- triple loan sharking. Triple loan sharking. They're, no they're, shit. They're lending out such low risk money that they they only really have to be right sixty or seventy percent of the time to make a profit, but they're probably right ninety five percent of the time because so they're, they're getting fucking and how paid. Long, and here's a question for you: How long before organized crime starts getting involved? Well, hold on, that's what this all is. 
I mean, like, like, hold on. That's what like, this all is. Like, is organized time. crime. Like, I mean, I'm this, like big time but organized I mean, what crime. is? They, this these, is probably Brent. This is probably organized crime. Brent, this is kind of the new organized crime. Like, why wouldn't the Russian mob, who has tons of oligarchs, roll in instead of one of oh, these probably, companies? They probably already have. They, pro- okay, I'm no, saying they is probably that... provide the funding to a company. Right. And where they and and where these really started, and and where you got to really question where the money's coming from, is a lot of these are based on tribal. Uh, uh, lenders so that they don't play by the banking laws, even on like payday loans and stuff. Yeah. There's tribal lenders. And, and so, yeah. Those you, are their you know, sovereignty. Knowing yeah. where this money's coming from is a very good question. I mean, Brent, this is money this, laundering. This on the smaller. Now, on the larger level, that's like the that's the fucking that's the the skull and bones of of of, of America, right? The the Rockefellers, right? The, you know, that's the on the, the high bushes. end. The bushes on the on the on the high end on the on the Secheracha fucking uh, yeah. chili deal. That's the high end. That's the cr- upper crust. Yep. The, the club that we're not in, right? Yep. But then down here on this end, this is the this is the fucking white trash. This is Vinnie Boom Bots. Uh, right. This is Johnny. This is the, you and, know what? This is jo- this is Johnny Hammonager, and this is. Johnny Hammonager, and it's controlled by the mob. Yep, it's controlled by the mob. I'll bet you. Hold on, coming out in three, two, one, Brian. The document was very confusing. I couldn't even understand it. I'm a lawyer, forty years. I couldn't understand it. Michael Barish is Sefcik's lawyer. They lent him twenty-five thousand dollars. He had to repay sixty-four thousand eight hundred dollars. That's a hundred fifty percent. And you paid it? Did you? Did I you... had no choice. I had no choice. I paid it. Out of the uh, $90,000, uh, I ended up with about 30000 of it. I feel totally just av- taken advantage of. The argument from this industry is that they take a big risk when they invest this money. This is not a car accident case against a small insurance company. This was the 9-11 Victim Compensation Fund created by Congress and backed by the U.S. Treasury. The company told us Sefcik's contract was clear, but his case was part of a lawsuit against R.D. Legal brought by the New York Attorney General. It settled last month. The company denied wrongdoing, but had to provide over $600,000 in debt relief to harmed consumers, stop doing business with recipients of 9-11 victim compensation funds, and pay a one dollar penalty. Coming down in so three, two, one. How do litigation funders like this pay a one dollar fucking penalty? Oh my so god! So they're, basically, their penalty was the vig that they had to give anyway. Yeah. Right. Don't do business with these people anymore. And a one dollar willy. Am I right, Brian? Well, the six hundred thousand. Yeah, they they weren't heavily penalized. I don't know how much. You know, that doesn't cover how much they had lent out and right. taken. Um, but you know, it it. In that scenario where there's no doubt about the money and it's just in advance, it should be subject to regular loan and lending rules, which prevent for predatory loan sharking. When it is a scenario where there is risk involved, it should be, you know, if we're ultimately going to have rules, it should take into account the the relative risk of of lending that money. and And they should have to be able to formulate what they're basing that on and justify the rate that they're charging coming out in three two one get away with charging such exorbitant rates if you take out say a car loan usury laws that prevent predatory lending cap the interest rate in new york at 16 percent 
But remember, these aren't loans per se. They're investments. Litigation funders for giant and personal cases argue that this market is offering a lifeline to those who have nowhere else to turn. And legal scholars like Maya Steinitz agree. Accessing the courts in a civil process is a luxury good in today's America. Lawyers charge hundreds of dollars by the hour. So if you've been injured, if you've been discriminated against, if a contract that you have entered into has been breached, it's simply too expensive to bring your case in court. So I think litigation funding is essential. However, personally, I think that litigation funding should be regulated, but I certainly don't think it should be prohibited. Coming down in three, two, one. That's the end of it. End of story. Right. But I do agree with her. I think she kind of pulled the nose up towards the end. Yeah. yeah she, think? she just made a bad, you know, a bad point in there that, that you know, it doesn't change. It's changing the judiciary. The judiciary. It has nothing to do with the judiciary. It has to do with access to but courts. It, it, it's, but, but that particular segment of our life, litigation funding, most people have no idea about how shady. Well, they didn't even go into the shadiest part, which is the fees and everything. Like right. I could have done, I could have done a better job with that story than than sixty minutes did. They should have hired you, Bertrand. They should have. You know what? Because you're part of what? I'm part of the killer bees. <laughs> no, but you got it when you, you got you bees. when you say it. You got yeah. It's, it's still like the ongoing rib. It's B E E Z. It's like uh, I what? Hey, what's your new favorite podcast? The killer bees. The killer bees. <laughs> Just fucking cheese dick it up, buddy. Yeah. Hey, you know what? I think uh, we've been in here a long time. I think we, I think, yeah, I actually think Brent today might be one of those red letter shows. Yeah. I don't know. It was fantastic. It, it seemed like we were just completely shot out of a cannon. Or am I, am I? I think oh. you're, I think you're thinking about the first 45 minutes of the show, which was you and Brent talking to each other oh. off the air. Oh. <laughs> so the show sucked? No, I'm not saying that. I'm being a smart ass. I think this show, people are going to flock to this we'll show. We'll see. We'll see and what we, the numbers and, and, look like. And now, are you around next? Brent, I know you, I think you're around, are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'm all, I'm here all week. I'm, in, I'm, I'm not around. I'm not available next week. I well, maybe, so. you know, the killer bees, maybe our left front Paul's missing, but Brent, I think we could probably hop, maybe we might be able to hobble it. You know, you get the stinger, I'll get the, you know. Come in here and hot head. jacket. Yeah, just you and I fucking around a little bit. Yeah. It'll be the BB Kings. The killer bees. You know what? It won't be, next week won't be the killer bees. It'll just be the killer bees. <laughs> You're the, uh. Appreciate y'all. This will be available download for Paul. Well, hell, you've already downloaded it. Be looking one for next week and be a daily downloader right here at the Bubba Army. Appreciate y'all. What, Brian, what are we? The Killer Bees.